0: Hello! Welcome to Ona, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science and spirituality and claims of the paranormal. No, 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 no. We take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher.
0: And I'm Shri Carrie Poppy. Carrie Poppy G. Yes. And uh
1: we are embarking on a whole new investigation. This is gonna be a multi part one. This is a whole new religion. Very exciting.
0: A whole new religion. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's right.
0: And it is Echincar E C K A N K A R. Slides right off the tongue.
1: Well, I concur that it slides right off the tongue. Uh, I see what you did. Yeah, then E-K-A-R. there's gonna there's gonna be a lot more of that. <laughs> From us, <laughs> yes, that's right. Throughout these episodes, but well, one thing is, I, I think this is one of those religions that very few people will have recognized in advance. Mm-hmm. I know with the Aetherius Society, we would tell people about them. They'd say, "I'm sorry, what now?" Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me a lot when I mention Ekankar. This was one that i didn't know about before we started the show
0: i'm not positive but i think i learned about it in groundlings level two which i took around 2012 ish okay where someone else in one of my classes she was an ekist
1: interesting and she that is not very a term annoying. we made up was she, she
0: i don't think it was connected to not her related ekism, but to the fact she just happened to be very annoying
1: she just annoyed yeah, the heck out of you
0: yeah okay how would you describe what Ekinkar is to a dear friend? Oh,
1: goodness. So, yeah, Ekinkar <laughs> means co-worker with God, and Ek is God, but also light and sound. And it is an offshoot of many philosophies that mm-hmm. this one guy kind of synthesized.
0: But most notably, perhaps, Scientology and SRF.
1: Yes, definitely those and yeah, many and Eastern more. traditions. One of their major tenets is that... The light and sound is a very important conveyor of God's love and presence, and they want to celebrate that light and sound by singing a very particular sound, which I'm going to give all of you listeners the chance to misinterpret this the way I did. Imagine the letters H and U mm-hmm. spelled, you know, capital H, capital U. If you were to chant or hum that, how would you pronounce that?
0: Now, pause and really answer this out loud.
1: And, you know, chant it.
0: Be honest. No, that's wrong.
1: It's actually Hugh. Like Hugh
0: Grant. Not who.
1: who? As in the who. Oh, right. So we'll definitely get into all that. There's lots of fun stories to tell about Ek and we but we'll, we'll start where we started.
0: First, we're going to tell you about our visit to the Ek Temple.
1: All right, so we are excited to have here special guest, Chris Stedman.
0: That's right. Hello. Hello, Chris. Lean into this mic that we have to share in this Airbnb where Ross and I are staying.
1: We're (laughs) back in Minneapolis.
2: That's right. It feels like you were just here.
0: I know. Chris was our guest at our live show in Minneapolis in November
1: 2018, I think. That's correct. Which
2: is kind of where some of this started.
0: Yes. That
1: is where the story begins. And went. well, you both went- Yes. Uh, to the Ekenkar Temple. Yeah. yeah. My good
2: friend Carrie Poppy was coming to town and mm-hmm. I thought, what's something that Carrie might like doing Well, she's here? And I thought, you know, I remember last summer when I was at Pride seeing a booth that was hosted by the Ek folks and thinking... This looks interesting and kind of had, looking at Had you ever heard it. of them before? Yes, because I think when I was out in Connecticut, they had a place out there. They are all over the world. Yeah, and I think when I drove past it one time, I was like, Car, what's that? Yeah. And of course, just... Googled it and was curious. And well, it's
0: promising that you saw them at Pride.
2: Right. I think I saw them at Pride and I was like, oh, I should look into that and discovered that their headquarters, basically, their temple is here.
0: And yeah, that's right.
1: So you get the impression they are pro-LGBT?
2: Yeah. I'm, that was something we heard on
1: Q-I-A. our tour, too, I think. 'Cause you asked. Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll tell yeah. we'll tell you about that Ross yeah. when we yeah. get there. But yeah, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. It seems that way.
1: And, and this isn't any old Eck Temple. Oh no,
0: god, no. <laughs> it's
1: a worldwide organization, but their world headquarters are in Chanhassen, Minnesota, literally just up the road from Paisley Park,
0: where oh, good old Prince Park. lived. Everybody,
2: Carrie's favorite. Oh, <laughs> big
0: Prince fan over here. He sang "Raspberry Beret." He sang other songs.
1: <laughs> Making good on Prince. Oh wait, wait, wait. Got food, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they did not. The Minneapolis audience did not like it that I didn't know anything about
1: Prince. <laughs> I don't know much about Prince. I just didn't offer that. Yeah,
0: I said that uh, he was decomposing. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, which now that I think about it, there's another joke in there. He used to be composing, now he's decomposing. Chris
1: Chris is holding his his hand to his eyebrow. A look of pain.
0: It's true. Yeah. It's D-
2: fun, Prove well, me wrong.
3: I can't.
2: I, you know.
1: Well, but if you didn't listen to our live episode, we should introduce Chris Stedman Oh, sure. um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, what is he? Chris is- Who or
1: what is Chris who Stedman? Who or what?
0: Chris is a professional writer. What? Well, you're laughing at very the word professional, professional or yeah. the word writer? Um, no,
2: professional. Okay, good. I finally accept that I'm a writer. Okay.
0: Hey, all right. <laughs> well, people also pay you to do it. That makes you a professional. Um, I, I Chris- loved
1: when I learned that definition of professional like oh that's so simple if you earn money doing something you are a professional that Yeah. yeah? so
0: you are Chris you are I know you didn't need this reinforcement (laughs) now you're getting it but uh, he wrote a wonderful book called Faithiest about his journey Mm -hmm. from faith to atheism and now he's writing a second book that I know what it's about but I can't tell you
1: it's top secret
0: it's about his time in the CIA
1: In your current role
2: yeah, I do some other things. I'm a fellow at Augsburg University here in Minneapolis. Carrie came and sat in on
1: a class that I was guest teaching the other day. And I believe congratulations are in order.
0: Oh, Chris and I are engaged. <laughs> now, it's worth mentioning that Chris typically yeah. dates men. Yes, but typically. That's but if you dare him, he will propose to you in a CVS. Well, well
1: Carrie taught him the game I was that s- she and Natalie play at Disneyland. And I was going
2: to say, what it. really happened was that I dared you
0: to uh-huh. propose to me. And but I then- said... I gave it a two, which Uh as part of the rules of this game means that it might flip back to you. It's a whole game thing, but he ended up having to propose to me on the CVS intercom.
2: Despite how extremely gay I am, they (laughs) let me do it anyway.
0: But on the recording, someone does say, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Which may have been, are you sure you want to propose to your girlfriend in a CVS? But it may have also been, are you sure you have a girlfriend? (laughs)
1: So, we both went to the Echenkar Temple at different times. Yes. You went there before I even got to yeah. Minneapolis. Totally, yeah. So, when I
2: was looking at their website, I was like, wait, they offer tours that anyone can go to? We, we
1: definitely have to do that.
0: Yeah. We drove up there. In we the did. Car. Yeah. I don't know why I'm looking at you like any confirmation <laughs> about the way a, we got there. It's it's a, a was car? it a car?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's about half an hour from downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. at least yeah. it was for us. And when you get there, it's kind of like a low lying cement building. But with one notable feature, a big dome on top, big
2: golden dome. like right? pyramid thing. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: like a ziggurat, like yeah, a, yes. a stepped pyramid. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And yeah, the building is very horizontal, so much mm-hmm. so that I don't feel it lends itself well to photography, yeah, because if that's you want to capture the whole building, you have to get way away from it, yes. and then it's just the sliver, so then you have to choose some little subdivision. I don't know, I was trying to take photos of the thing, yeah. like you're not very photogenic.
0: yeah, it's <laughs> very wide, but not very high. That's true.
2: My favorite thing about it is it's on this beautiful property. It's kind of set back off from the highway. And I remember when we went, there was like a deer right outside the building and they were Ooh, all very yeah. excited. Beautiful. Yeah. They yeah. wanted
0: us to go look at the deer. And there was something about like a hiking trail. <laughs> There's lots of trails apparently. I think we were afraid of the cold and didn't it was want to go out. It was very in the- cold. Yeah. Yeah. It gets cold in Minneapolis, Ross.
1: They told me that they're on 174 acres.
0: Oh, geez. You ended up going a couple days after we did, so we're kind of going to merge our two experiences mm-hmm. of our tours there.
1: And, yeah, it was it was cold out, November, Minneapolis, snow on the ground.
0: And you had Andrew with you? Yeah, and Cara. Nice. Yeah. Okay,
1: great. Kara, ever afterwards, she would tell the story of this day and say, oh, Ross pulled me on one of his investigations. (laughs) She would sound so beleaguered, but she had a good Uh, time. That's right. She was enjoying it. So we
0: we respectively brought the loves of our lives to the (laughs) temple got it.
1: You know, it's the temple of love.
0: Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, we
1: did have a good time,
2: I think. No, we dragged not- that tour out.
0: Oh, we dragged that tour
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got its own parking lot, so you just find a spot. And it was almost empty when I got there. It, it same. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah, yeah this will be telling. And when you walk in the double doors, there's this large atrium And also kind of a raised ceiling, but it's not under that dome, Uh but very spacious space. Yeah, sort
0: of veranda area. Mm -hmm. Now, in that first entryway, in very Midwestern fashion, there's like an entryway and then an entryway so that you keep the cold air out. And that first entryway has a carpet with a very, very busy pattern on it that I felt it was difficult to look at. It was so busy.
1: Oh, interesting. It
0: reminded me that Susan Blackmore the expert in out-of-body experiences, like the world expert. She is an expert. She said that people who have pattern sensitivity are more likely to have out-of-body experiences. And this particular religion... Yeah, we religion, haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah, but yeah we is... haven't talked about it yet, but it has a lot to do with out-of-body and yeah. astral travel and stuff. So I was thinking, does everybody walk in here and they just like, hate this? Because <laughs> I hate this and I haven't had very many out-of-body experiences. The funny thing,
2: I didn't even notice that carpet. Uh, yeah, the thing that... Have you
0: had an out-of-body experience? I haven't. There yeah. you go.
2: <laughs> the thing that I really noticed when first walking in was to the left, there's that sort of welcome desk uh-huh. where there's someone there. And then just past that is this big sort of display with a history of yes. the, the kind of tradition. Oh, yeah, That was the thing that I immediately... My eye went right to that. And I was
0: so, like, look at this carpet. <laughs> 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 this
2: ugly carpet.
1: So fascinating. Yeah, so you're you're in this atrium area, it has its own little cupola uh, on the top letting in sunlight. And then there's a giant hole in the ground leading mm-hmm. down to the subterranean level.
2: Great fountain down there. I was going to say the, the fountain. Our tour,
1: <laughs> yeah, our, you oversold the fountain. Our you? tour
2: guide was oh, very uh, impressed by your
0: my boomerang, your boomerang
2: of the fountain. I mean,
0: yeah. it was nice. It's a cool fountain.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you walk it through I, I this. I like the fountain, but I, I, I feel like I'm in the
2: middle of you two when it comes to the fountain.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll debate the fountain later. <laughs> so
0: I was interested in the fountain. I was interested in the carpet. What else is going on in this religion?
1: I, I like uh, Carrie just looking down as she walks this (laughs) mental image of you with your head kind of staring at the ground through the whole tour.
0: I'm like, good, good reporting, Gary. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Hey, you got to cover all bases. I'm with you, Chris. I wanted to go straight to that display at the far end of the room, but you have to kind of walk around this open pit and then get to the welcome desk. Mm -hmm. And for me, there were two ladies maybe in their late 60s, -hmm. I would guess. Ours was a a
3: gentleman
1: gentleman. and a lady. yeah. Okay, I didn't see any men at the temple other than myself and Andrew. Okay. And representations of men. So they sign you in there at the front table, but this may have been my favorite moment from the very front. I go to sign in at 1208... And I see that the last signature on the ledger is Carrie Poppy, <laughs> three days previous, at 12.07. Oh, man!
0: and, oh, and guess... you were 12.08?
1: Yep. Oh. Holy
0: shit. Wow. Wow. And I could have
1: just written 12.07. I'd been there, but yeah. I, don't, sure. I like the poetry of this. And before you, the previous entry was November 4th. So it had been almost two, almost two weeks since someone came. So there's a couple people, I guess local folks here in, in Minnesota. Okay. And then someone from Malaysia came that morning. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, okay. November 4th. Hey. I was just hoping that it would be like... You uh, before that, me before me, <laughs> Jesse Thorne.
1: We should go back there just to uh, <laughs>
0: To bring Jesse Thorne,
1: <laughs> just to fill up the register. <laughs> yeah, totally. Though I'm sure it's been busy lately. We are currently in Minneapolis again, yes, and we will come back to that uh, yes. further down this series. Why we're back in Minneapolis happening out
2: here. Neither I didn't you. sign in at all, I was oh, okay. never there.
1: <laughs> <You> do- <laughs> yeah, were you worried at all about them having your information? I don't
2: know why I didn't sign in. Huh. I think I just let you do it. And yeah. I think I might have actually, at that point, already been standing under the display looking up it. That was all, already really busy. all I wanted
0: And to I was like, let's see. discuss the carpet.
1: <laughs> and they didn't want to give us a tour right away. They wanted to call someone who's qualified. Ah. They said, oh, we're going to call, and I'm going to call her Gladys, because she looks like Kara's aunt Gladys, and Kara agrees to this. So they called Gladys. Oh, just wait. Wait, she's gonna come here and she'll give you a tour. So then we made a beeline over to this giant information panel. Uh-huh. It's this big concave thing. Mm. Yep. This is what you were talking about, Chris. My Chris favorite.
0: grabs <laughs> his heart at the thought of concave si- uh, signage.
1: It's maybe 10 feet tall, like nine or 10 feet tall. It makes a
2: big impression. It
1: does. Yeah. A- and even in that giant room where it is small relatively, it commands a lot of presence just in terms of intention. It's mostly black and blue, and you've got some purple. mountains in the background, like windswept mountains. Yeah, a lot of purple going on. And there's a whole timeline, and you see like ancient figures. Right. Le- <laughs> and
0: the words past lives.
1: Right. And in the lower right corner, Ekankar, and a symbol that we walked under as we were coming into this. Building the ek symbol, mm-hmm. yes, which
0: so, is an e and a k
1: inscribed within a circle,
0: but no c. I, I Why? think about that
2: all the time.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. Is it an implied c? Well, yeah. like the aren't... e's doing double duty. Am
0: I the c, or
2: is it ek and
1: car? Like, is yeah, it the yeah, e and the...
0: right. Or is the c supposed to be inside the k or the e yeah, or it's, they felt like or it's redundant backwards in, some
1: way. in the negative space of the e? Oh, <laughs> that's really maybe. stretchy. Yeah, I can't think of a more hippie looking symbol.
0: I love it. After the peace sign. Yeah, it's it. really good. It looks like it should be on a bell.
1: I keep trying to ask Eckists and the internet, where did the symbol come from? And no one can give me an answer on that. Oh, so shit. if you have any knowledge of the origin of the Eckenkar symbol, please let me know.
0: Especially if you designed it. And you're listening to this podcast.
2: <laughs> but I was going to say, yeah, my favorite thing about display is the sort of lineup of the
1: leaders over
0: the time. The masters. The masters. Yes, yeah, so let's get into it. And so, the,
1: the yes. missing master. Yes. Yeah, we've got some real substance right up front. So, yeah. well, the biggest picture out of all of them is the leader, Mahanta, the, the living, living Eck Master. master. Sri Harold Klemp. Klemp. Love you guys saying that (laughs) (laughs) together in unison.
0: I also have a picture of him sitting here in front of us as inspiration.
1: Well, yeah, he is ubiquitous within Ekonkar. Pictures of him. We will find this wherever we go. ubiquitous. Pretty much every room in the temple, I
0: think. Wherever you are listening to this, he is in that room as well. Because he is everywhere. Because he is everywhere. The
1: There's a certain cultural expectation when you hear an honorific of Shri mm-hmm. that it's going to be followed with Ravi Shankar.
0: Right.
1: Or Shri Shri, Ravi um, Shankar. A or- less
0: boring Anglo-Saxon name than um, Harold Klemp. <laughs> yeah,
1: Harold Klemp.
0: Yep.
1: Wearing a suit, wearing thin glasses. Yep. And just grinning at you looking like the most Midwestern man you could find.
0: Yeah, he absolutely could run a paper company. <laughs> yes.
1: So he is the current living Eckmaster, but it says here on the information board that he started in 1981 as the Eckmaster. And who's to the left of him?
0: Hmm, That looks like Paul Twitchell. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, it does look surprisingly like Paul Twitchell. He is the modern founder of Eck and Carr. Right. And the date there is 1965.
0: Because that's the year, according to Eck, that he received the knowledge of the Eck wisdom, which is actually thousands of years old. But that's when the modern Right,
1: right. Started. Yeah, don't be confused and think that all of this began in 1965. Oh,
0: come on now. That would be ridiculous. No, he didn't he,
1: like come up with it on his own in 1965. No, 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 no.
0: It got channeled to him.
1: He revealed it to a modern audience, finally. But yeah. it's an ancient tradition. And as you noted, Chris, uh, it says here on the display that he was the master... From 1965 to 1971,
0: mm-hmm. wait a second. Hang on. There's a
2: whole decade Tree, missing there. Tree
1: Harold Klemp started in 1981.
0: What has happened here? So I was very impressed that you picked up on that right away, and you asked about it.
1: Thanks. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, You he, get your investigator badge. Yeah, he was like,
0: uh, so why are 10 years missing from this map? She seems kind of like... Okay, I'll go there. I don't love that I'm having to go there, but I'll go there.
1: And who, who was your tour guide? Was it someone they called? She was a woman. Was she, was she already at the desk, or did they have to conjure her I as they did I think she was much? at the desk.
2: Yeah, I think she was there specifically to give a tour.
0: Yeah. I had
2: called ahead to ask if oh, anyone could right. just come for that's a tour, right. so I think they knew that people were coming.
0: They needed to be prepared. Let's call her Melanie. Well, yeah. I get. I did convince myself earlier that her name really was Gladys, and I was like, oh, no, Ross made a fake name that's the real name, but I'm pretty sure that was just my brain.
2: Okay. Well, so we'll go Melanie. with Melanie. <laughs> Melanie was very nice. Yeah, she was. We got along real well. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Let's
0: not talk about your ex, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so why was there this 10-year gap, Chris? What did Melanie say?
2: Melanie said that there was a kind of interim leader but that they knew always it was going to be an interim leader mm. and then after oh. we left I think we did
1: some that's a pretty long interim in an unbroken yeah. chain yeah
0: I've looked into him extensively since so I can't really recall what all we knew in that moment but Carrie but knew but yeah. enough
1: that I have to do some extensive I was say, research. I
2: look I think the what wh- however it was exactly sort of portrayed it was kind of smoothed over. And
0: and then he was erased from the timeline. Totally, that's a real red flag. Yeah,
1: just that his picture isn't there tells you something.
0: This I remember very clearly. She said, "Well, he got too full of himself."
2: That's right. He was tested. Yeah, or something. and he and he, and he like he
0: failed. And she said, when Shri Harold was called forth that she felt in her heart. Oh, that's my master. He's mm-hmm. finally here. He's the one that I've been waiting for. Okay. That's yeah. right.
1: Interesting. Well, we waited for a while for Gladys to show up, and when she did, she was kind of a an Edna Mode type, like from the Incredibles. Uh, I mean that is. The, mom? You, the the fashion designer. Oh,
0: the fashion <laughs> yeah. designer. Just like a uh, Brad Bird.
1: Yeah, does yeah, the voice, does right? The voice, yeah. yeah, not That short, but she just had that kind of same haircut Mm -hmm. and it was sort of a salt and pepper gray. Also probably in her 60s, I would imagine. Also had this habit of punctuating things with a nervous laughter. Mm. So she'd sort of answer the question and then end with a... (laughs) <laughs> and Aww, she would she would look cute. up at you, and, and this is a term I learned from you, Carrie, up from under, uh-huh. so she'd like kind of tuck her chin down and look up towards you with her eyes, uh-huh. and with that big grin and the nervous laughter, it was so creepy, oh no, and Andrew and I took to doing this to each other for like a month <laughs> afterward, like we would say suddenly go <laughs> 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 that's great.
2: I mean I wasn't there, but I'm into it. I like the idea of it, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I don't think Melanie was doing that, but now I'm going to imbue her with that quality in all my memories. And
1: it was very clear that she was kind of respected, at least amongst this very small group of Ekists here, that she is the one who knows things. Mm. And later on in our tour, toward the end, we emerged back in the same spot. And one of the ladies at the front desk started answering one of my questions and then kind of caught herself and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll let you say that.
0: Oh, okay. And, so there's like a specific division of duties here.
1: Mm-hmm. And Gladys said to her, no, it's okay. That that was very good. But there was just a little note of like, that's right. Remember, right, this right. is my job. Remember me. <laughs> so we started asking her kind of those same questions about this display. And we spent a long time over there. So she told us that Sri Herald is 973rd in this long line, <laughs> this unbroken line sure. of Eckmasters. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure it's all true.
1: Very specific number. And she said that he does live locally, but we don't know where.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So here's the temple. We're here. She's obviously well experienced in Ekencar. Yeah. She mentioned that she studied under Paul Twitchell herself.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: And yet she doesn't know where he lives. Interesting. Yeah. That sets up just another dynamic that I'm now curious about.
0: I'm gonna find him.
1: She told us that they have <laughs> seminars twice a year in April and October. Okay. We're recording in April. Huh. Just throwing that just out, throwing there.
0: out there. We're <laughs> in Minneapolis in April. Who knows why?
1: Hmm. He speaks on Saturday nights, apparently, at the temple. Okay. And he tells lots of stories. Huh. We also learned that anyone can become a master, there's no barrier to entry.
0: Okay. Uh, that seems like that can't be right.
1: <laughs> right. And she said, over time, across lifetimes, you might become the Mahanta if it's your mission.
0: Oh, right. So okay. so that's
1: maybe the caveat here, because she had a very interesting other note. I pointed out, we'll talk about these other people down the line of masters, but one of them is a woman. I said, oh, mm-hmm. a, a female act master. so you can be a woman. And she said, uh, "Yes, though if you were to choose to be in this lifetime an Eckmaster, you would incarnate as a male.
0: What? So then you can't be a woman?
1: Well, well, but then, it would still being, be you.
2: You could be a woman in some lifetime. You see, just not in the lifetime where you're the Chris's guy. But
0: she, but the woman in Sorry, the image Carrie. was it's an Eckmaster be... <laughs> in the lifetime in which she was a woman. Right. That's so a we mistake
2: have you only make
1: once apparently." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, huh. Carrie, it's
1: going to be me, not you.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I learned later um, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere seem right. Yeah, so, well, we have yet another we disparity. Didn't we didn't hear that. There's lots of questions being raised here, and that's one of them, which is, okay, but you've got the picture of the woman. Right. So we'll, we'll get into that later. How but strange. Very strange.
0: Well, one thing we learned was that the living Ekmaster is the one who gets to decide how advanced everybody else is, and there's a particular way that happens that I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, but he is the one who really decides whether you are advanced enough. Mm. So even though it says you can be the master no matter who you are, I think it ends up being at the discretion of the current master. Of course, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which, uh, I don't want to be too cryptic about this, but we'll also find that occasionally people do try to declare themselves Mm -hmm. masters, Mm -hmm. and that creates problems. But you did hasten to emphasize, well, the Sugmod. Of, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. That's our term for God. The Sukmad is an it, not a he or she. Ah, oh, great. Mm. Uh, it's just, you know, our minds can't comprehend such things. Okay, okay. Thank you, Gladys.
0: Uh, my mind can, and it doesn't sound right.
2: <laughs> we spent a lot of time at the display talking about... Um, <laughs> Soul travel. So and yeah, how it's different what, from astral projection? Yeah, that's
0: pretty much was the first conversation for us. Ah. Was because it says right there on the bottom of that signage, it says dream travel or something. So she said, like, so what do you think of your dreams? <laughs> yeah. we're like, she had oh, a lot of
2: questions about our dreams. Yeah, I feel like you had more to offer there than I oh, did. Okay.
0: Yeah. But we were like, yeah, um, what, uh, they're great. What? Yeah, and usually
1: people don't want to hear about your dreams.
0: I, I sure don't. Um, <laughs> and she said. <laughs> She said, "Well, we believe your dreams are real," and we're like, "What? It's happening behind my eyes in my head. What do you mean?" And she said, "Well, you really are going somewhere, and and they really are happening." But then she couldn't quite articulate. So that dream where I was like doing (laughs) a
1: double Dutch jump rope with a limp pretzel—that that that was real.
0: So (laughs) this
2: is the this was actually one of the moments on the tour where I felt like there was the sort of greatest inconsistency was. This specific thing where she was talking about how your dreams are real. She spent a lot of time talking about how it's something that's literally happening. You're literally traveling in your dreams. But then she also said that they can be symbolic symbolic. (laughs) and they can represent (sighs) different things that you are
1: processing. So clearly there's going to be some rules to delineate these things.
0: After having that talk with her and then spending some time letting it percolate in my brain, I started to think maybe what she meant was like, The masters or whoever really do take you somewhere, but it might be to like a dream theater where they are showing you these images and they mean Uh something, but maybe not literally a cat's head gets chopped off or whatever. And then sometimes you are actually traveling to other planes where those things are really happening in real time and tomorrow when people wake up, they will still have been fact. I think maybe that's what she was getting at.
1: Okay. All right. This is all very complicated. She did yeah. ask if there were
2: like recurring places that we went to in our dreams or anything like that. And I didn't really have anything. You <laughs> did, though. I
0: dropped a real bomb on her. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I have always, since uh, maybe like my teens, I've had Holocaust dreams Ooh. where I am a victim of a Holocaust.
3: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um.
0: So, of course, I said this and she was like, She was like, oh, oh wow. Man, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I don't know if she actually said you probably were the victim of a Holocaust in a past life, but that was, I think, that I was what was did. hanging in the air. I mean, yeah. yeah.
2: There's Maybe a reason you had that
1: dream. Yeah. She
2: definitely was like, oh,
1: yes.
0: Yes. You yeah. should spend some time thinking about what that would mean, because a lot of the time we dream about our past lives or <laughs> oh, okay. you know, something like that.
1: Couldn't it be clearer there?
2: I had very little to contribute to this part, because <laughs> I don't have recurring dreams about
1: any past historical events.
0: Do you guys remember your dreams, usually?
1: I'd say a minority of the time.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I do, but not consistently. I'd say it ebbs and
2: flows. Like There are periods where I'll remember my dreams more often. Uh, and then, like right now, I can't remember the last dream that I had. Oh, so wow. So it's been like, a while. If,
1: if I make a conscious effort when I wake up to recollect... Mm -hmm. what I dreamed, then it will stay with me longer because I think it it writes to the hippocampus or whatever is happening. But if I don't grab it right then, then Mm -hmm. maybe later on in the day, I'll have like a certain emotion or feeling or think of someone and then that will suddenly shoot me back to my dream. Oh, oh, that's right. I did dream something like that. I should probably start keeping a dream journal. Probably. Not a bad
3: idea.
0: I remember them almost every night, but if my waking up process is interrupted, which includes by an alarm then Mm. I won't. So, But if I wake up naturally and I'm able to just be like, whoa, wow, I can't believe I was riding that elephant, then I'll just remember it.
1: So really, we should just call an alarm a dream eraser.
0: Yeah, we should. (laughs) Canceled. Fucking assholes. (laughs) Ross, Chris, I got to pause you here because you know Mm -hmm. me. I love to talk about bras.
1: Oh man, endlessly. I know. Every time we have to stop the recording. It's my thing. Get it out of your system. They're bra amazing. But you know what? This time it's productive.
0: Thank you. You like
1: go ahead, Carrie, talk about your bra. Thank you,
0: finally. Okay. So this episode is actually brought to you in part by Third Love, a brasier company.
1: Would do you have like maybe a favorite bra?
0: A favorite bra from Third Love or in this world?
1: Let's say in this world.
0: It might be my Third Love bra. I'm struggling now. I'm like picturing all the other bras and I kinda like I'm imbuing them with personalities and feel like they'll get their feelings hurt. But (laughs) it's definitely up there. My third love bra, very good.
1: Carrie has a mighty empathetic mind. Thank you. (laughs) No bra left behind.
0: Really, the third love bras are really good. They're very comfortable. And the... I got to talk about it. I have to talk about the strap. You know me and that strap. Yeah.
1: It doesn't uh, slip.
0: It doesn't slip. If you're like me and you have real round shoulders and they always just want to come on down, they won't.
1: drag it back up. Drag
0: it back up. Every
1: single time you try to make it look like that wasn't part of the social interaction.
0: (laughs) I find that about five hours of my day, every day is just pulling that bra strap back up. I've done the math.
1: Think how much more effective you could be without that. Yeah.
0: So when I got my third love, I was like, finally, what am I going to do with all this time? Well,
1: and the nice thing is it doesn't take you long to find one because at Third Love, they have a fit finder quiz. All you do is you just answer a few simple questions and find your perfect fit in 60 seconds.
0: Yeah, and it's got a 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you just return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need.
1: Which is awesome. So you don't feel all wasteful.
0: And I love that they wash it. Thank you.
1: Third Love features tagless labels and lightweight memory foam cups, all designed to be super comfortable.
0: That's right. And Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order.
1: Oh, wow. So go to thirdlove.com slash no O-H-N-O, now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase.
0: That's thirdlove.com slash oh no for 15% off today.
1: All right. What were we saying? Another important concept that was introduced to me here was that Ek is all about light and sound. Mm-hmm. And I had asked about the word itself, and Car. what does it mean? And she said someone who labors with God or works alongside God, whereas Ek itself is the essence of God. Sugmad is God. Mm-hmm. Ek is the essence truth. of God. Sukma is also truth. Look, there's a bunch of terms, okay? And we'll try to unpack them as we get to them. But Ek is also light and sound, the mm-hmm. light and sound of God. And so she mentioned that God has a very specific image or light and a sound, which uh, we will get to a later. tone. And then I asked, oh, okay, well, does God also have like a touch and a taste and a, a feel? And this Can is, I taste him? And this is where she did her artful dodging, where she would turn her chin down and look at us with those creepy eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, she's tasted God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she just, you know, won't answer it. She moves on.
0: Huh. We did- there
2: were some moments where we asked questions and our tour guide was like, that's a secret.
0: Right. That's a <laughs> secret. Oh. Or like. No, I didn't
2: say it exactly like that, but. Kind right. of got like that a little bit coy. about You haven't it, like, earned it yet. Yeah,
0: that and then also sometimes it was like, oh, that's highly personal. Mm. So we were talking about her relationship to the Eck Masters, who I guess we might as well share. They come to your dreams and they come to your subconscious and guide you. So we were kind of asking her about that process, about them coming to her, and she said, oh, well, that's that's very personal. I mm-hmm. feel I probably. shouldn't Oh, and say. she
1: wanted you to tell her your Holocaust yeah, dreams. That's true. She yeah, and also she was commenting.
2: On how close my cell phone was to my
0: oh, that's <laughs> my right genitals. Yeah, she warned Chris <laughs> that he shouldn't keep his cell phone so close to his dick. Oh,
1: so okay, we've got. <laughs> so that she little was not afraid to go
2: to personal places. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: <laughs> that's a very personal place. So
0: she was afraid he would get cancer. Uh, well, okay.
2: no, she was afraid I wouldn't be able to have children.
0: Oh wow! Oh, yeah. so maybe it was your balls, not your dick.
2: And maybe it was both. You should
0: have. Are we talking about my balls or my dick?
3: <laughs> <Can we clear laughs> I will up? say.
2: I will say to be fair. She was very sort of bashful about it. It kind mm, of took her a little uh-huh, bit to like totally. come out and say what it was that she was worried. And it was me really kind of pushing her like, no, you can tell me what's you know, what are you worried about? Now that
0: I think about it, in this marriage, there are at least three reasons we won't be having kids.
2: Because <laughs> where I keep my cell phone.
0: Your cell phone being number one. Yeah,
2: that's really um, the biggest obstacle <laughs> that we face.
0: Your uh, rare attraction to women. and
2: Do we need to get into my sexuality boring. and parsing <laughs> oh, it out here? <laughs>
0: third and least important of course that i've had a surgery that makes me sterile
2: that is least important yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) all
0: right anyway good
1: times we're still gonna have people confused thinking that you're actually getting married it was a joke we're not getting married
0: we're not getting
3: married
1: yeah we'll we'll say each other we'll say that for the literal minded and those listening while doing other things
0: sure anyways you're doing dishes i get it It's new promo time, James. Ooh, what
2: you got in that, Kay? How about this? You need more black friends, Minority Corner, every Friday. Uh, okay, but girl, that doesn't say anything about how we're a podcast that talks about queer issues, race, politics, and pop culture. Now it does, because I've already hit record. Oh, girl, you so sneaky. You be Linda tripping me. Minority Corner. Learn, laugh, and play. All from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Because nobody puts minorities in the Corner every Friday.
1: (laughs) So we did have more of a conversation about succession. I was proud of Kara. She threw out the question, said, Well, how do you choose new masters? They're chosen by the group. That's kind of how she characterized it. That you know, it's a decision that's made.
0: I wonder if this is like Teal Swan saying, Oh, the audience chose who I'm supposed to call Mm. up. Because I could see the audience's energy pointing toward this one person.
1: Right. I asked about Jesus because she was saying many. Uh, Important people throughout the ages have been Ek Masters. Okay. Oh, what about Jesus? You You heard of Jesus? Are you Christ opting here? Mm -hmm. And
0: excellent question. She
1: said, I see him as a master, but not a Mahanta.
0: Mm. Oh, He
1: came to bring love, which is good. Okay. That that, that was it. Which and, is good. And when Gladys has given you what she wants to on a topic, that's it. All right. She's dead Up from under. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> and, and I asked her, oh, was it something like the Catholic Church where there's, you know, like the white smoke goes up? And she just did her laugh and smile up from under. That was her answer. She wouldn't
0: it. tell you? Nope. Oh, I can tell you. Do you want to know? Yeah. Okay, so I ended up reading a book by the assistant of Sri Darwin Gross, and she describes this process. So basically, there is a night. I think they said it was usually a Wednesday. Mm. It's not announced to the Eckists ahead of time, but that day they'll suddenly be like, hey, we're going to have a little meeting. Um, you might want to be there. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> then everybody piles into a room, and the living Eckmaster has a literal rod called the Rod of Eck, which he passes off to the next master and names them. Did
2: she describe the, what the, it the rod? rod? Yeah.
0: I have a picture of a baton in my head that's mm-hmm. a blue baton, but I'm not sure if that was my mind printing it in. Or I'm picturing like a there. big
2: wooden staff with the Eck symbol at the top.
1: Okay. That's what I
2: would like yep. to see.
1: I- I'm picturing something uh, not unlike a bowling trophy minus the stand. <laughs> But you know, it's got like that kind of looping kind of grip on it that's rotated up uh-huh. the length of the rod and then some sort of metal piece attached at the top. Oh. Some little like either the X symbol okay. or or some other like important little like diamond or something well,
0: like that. Well, now that you've said that, I want it to be one of those fake Oscars you can get on Hollywood Boulevard that says like World's Best Girlfriends, but it just says Living Eckmaster. <laughs> I, oh, I,
1: I can hope. only hope. She'll give me a different answer a little later on how they choose the next oh. heckmaster. She also talked about multiple lifetimes. She said she didn't enjoy her lifetimes in India, and that's why oh. she doesn't like Indian food. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe she should try other Indian restaurants just to test that theory. Because first of all, it's very say I was going to say,
2: how do you not like, how you not like Indian, Indian food? food? If
0: you're listening to this podcast and you don't like Indian food, just... Just try try another place. Oh, or try another place that's (laughs) friendly. Or or turn it off. Uh,
1: The way this came up was she was introducing some of these concepts. She mentioned that this is an important concept that you don't have a soul; you are a soul. Mm, Oh, right. Which already animals
2: are soul too, as we learned in the gift shop slash bookstore. That's right. You can also eat them. Yep. (laughs) This is
0: always
1: an important question for Carrie:
0: of how do animals
2: fit
1: in your model? Uh,
0: Yeah, need to know. And And they are soul. They are. They're
1: edible. (laughs) (laughs) Soul. <laughs> <laughs> this is yep. uh, all very reminiscent of Scientology, which from day one will say, oh, you are spirit. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have a spirit. You, you are a Thetan.
0: If anything, you have a body. You are a spiritual being that temporarily right. yeah. has a physical body. Physical experience. Exactly. And
1: then she was mentioning these planes of existence. There are multiple planes of existence within Ekinkar. She explained that the gold represents the soul plane. Green is the physical plane. Pink is the astral plane. Orange is the causal plane, blue is the mental plane, and there's an additional etheric plane. So there you go. Those, those are all your planes. There you go. And that's
2: right. That got to the question that we were asking about what's the difference between like soul travel, dream travel, and like astral projection? Mm-hmm. And she was saying the astral plane is lower, and that's the plane where more playful spirits
1: kind of
0: hang out. That sounds right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, she was talking about the causal plan and asking me, "Well, is there any place that you've ever really wanted to go to?" And I said, "Well, Minneapolis." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that did
1: get a genuine laugh from her finally. And she mentioned that She's always wanted to go to Russia, and she says that huh. she feels that may point to a past life of hers in Russia. And I said, oh, well, I've always loved Indian food. Maybe I just long- oh, for." Okay. I was going to ask if she liked Russian food. Yeah. Oh. I bet you
0: anything she thinks she's Anastasia. I <laughs> bet you anything.
1: I need to go back and demand, bring her back out. I have follow-up <laughs> and then questions. Be like,
0: Have you heard a rumor in St. Petersburg? Huh? Nobody? Okay.
1: Journey to the Past? No, oh, it's there's that the, one, too. It's the Bad Bluth film. Actually, it was one of the What?
0: You don't even like Anastasia?
1: I'll say that's one of his better films up there with uh, the first five old film, uh, America. American Uh, Tale. uh, An American Tale. uh,
0: Yeah. He doesn't like Don Bluth. Do you like that, Don Bluth? I don't know. Pick between know. mommy and daddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I when I think about Anastasia, I just think about Aaliyah singing Journey to the Past. Oh so my I was a big Aaliyah. God, fan. what's
0: happening in this room? I'm sorry. Oh my god, everybody Don Blut is great.
2: Anastasia's okay. I'm just yeah, I'm just a simple homosexual who loved Aaliyah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Um, uh. speaking of musicians, I remember at the display our guide talking to us about Prince being just down the road mm-hmm. and how a lot of people in this physical plane have maybe tried to deal with it in all kinds of harmful ways like Prince did with yes. drugs and those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, because creativity gives you this connection to the sublime, but then that can also be too much if you don't have a philosophy to sort of guide you. Sure. And then that's how you end up addicted to drugs.
2: Sounds right to me as as a sober person.
0: Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. fair enough. <laughs>
1: Now that I look at my notes, she was giving us a lot of content up front that would make more sense to me later.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Uh, She mentioned that she personally and most Ekkis practice like just 15 to 20 minutes a day. They have a spiritual exercise.
0: An exercise, okay. Yeah, an
1: exercise that they'll do. And you just get to be. That's how she characterized it. Excellent. She mentioned Sounds nice. Yeah. She, she mentioned that it was especially good to do here. She let me take a picture of the diagram. She didn't have any issue with that, so that was good.
0: Excellent.
1: I appreciated that. It does seem like something they put a lot of time into presenting in a certain way. And it wrapped around to the back, and I really wanted to go take photos of the back of it because there's more information there. Oh, there was. Oh. Yeah, but I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. I felt I was pushing my photo allowance here. Sure. Yeah. I did mention, oh, one of those faces in this lineup of Masters looks a little familiar to me. And she said, oh, maybe you've seen it in a dream.
0: Aww. <laughs> Maybe you have. Which one was it? Do you know.
1: You know, I don't actually. Maybe I don't remember. Was
2: one. the dream where you were playing double dutch with a limp pretzel? Is that what you said?
1: I have no idea why I came up with that, but um,
0: yeah, I like different. to imagine that that was with um, one of the
1: guys holding the pretzel was one was, of these um, exmasters. Hold on, I want
0: to say my favorite one was Fubiquans. <laughs> Fubi <Quats. laughs> <laughs> That's one of the I Fubi like, Quants is one of. <laughs> I'm Chris, a book to Chris. Chris. Chris
1: immediately grabs that like, wait, wait, wait. You you had to be making okay. that
0: Fubi up. Fubi Quants.
2: There's a pronunciation yeah, guide. You it's are Fubi Quants pronouncing it correctly, as far as I can tell. The
0: guardian of the Shariat Kisugmad mm-hmm. at the Katspuri Monastery in Northern Tibet, mm-hmm. but he is a thought by others outside Ekankar not to have existed. But Fubi Quants is just such a great like name a white person would make up, being like, wow, no, someone from Tibet. Ah, Fubi Quants. (laughs) I didn't even try.
2: But apparently he was the Mahanta during the time of Buddha. Yeah. That's correct.
1: These names are amazing. And she seemed to be very familiar with all of them. Now now they all look familiar to me because I've spent a lot of time reading about them.
0: Since we're on a little Fubi Kwan's kick, can I just yeah? tell you something real quick? Yes. As we were talking about how funny we think this made-up name is, I was telling you, Ross, that it reminded me of my two favorite made-up names on the spot, mm-hmm. one of which is my friend Abe and I were driving one time, and I saw a guy named Kale Hills, who's very funny on Twitter. <laughs> so as we were passing him, I said, that's Kale Hills. He's really funny on Twitter. And Abe pointed at another woman walking on the street. He said, oh, that's Chrissy Scissors. She's great on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy Scissors. That is a um,
1: brilliant response.
0: Really good. And then another time I was at a dinner theater, like one of those mystery dinner theater things. And you have to give yourself a name as you walk in. And I didn't know I was supposed to do that. And so as I walked to the table, they were like, and what's your little mystery name? And immediately it came to me. I said, I'm Celery Bankhead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So
2: Celery with an extra. Yeah, with an
0: extra L. (laughs) So it's like. Celery.
1: It's like Tallulah Bankhead, but Yeah,
0: Celery. Uh, so then the next time I was on Jordan, Jesse Go, they made me come up with a name and I said Celery Bankhead and they lost it. <laughs> and it's still my favorite fake
1: name. That's fantastic. Now, you're not a fan of the show Psych, are you?
0: I'm not. That's
1: a running joke in Psych is that Sean will come up with a new name for Gus every time they introduce themselves to someone. Uh-huh. Sure. And so it's like, oh, I'm Sean Spencer and this is my partner. And he'll come up with some absurd Crazy name that, that now he has to live
2: with. <laughs> <laughs> for the That's rest fun. of the episode. I'm terrible at coming up with stuff on the spot, though, as you know from my prompt to Dared proposal at CBS. Where you were great. <laughs> my story was that we had met at that CBS uh, two years ago exactly. And I had come in with a big cut on my leg.
0: <laughs> Tried to buy regular Tried Band-Aids. Tried to buy
2: regular Band-Aids. And Carrie was there in the mm-hmm. same aisle and was saying, like, you, you can't, can't put Band-Aids on a cut a that You can't put a Band-Aids big. on
0: that. Now we're married. Now we're
2: engaged. <laughs> one
1: thing leads to another.
2: We're not married yet.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: Got to ask CVS if wow. they'll let us rent it Oh, out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fair. <laughs> anyway, about fooby Sorry. Well,
1: uh, now this reminds me. In <laughs> A Fish Called Wanda, one of my favorite made-up name moments is when... Kevin Klein's character gets caught inside the house by John Cleese's wife. She's grilling him on who he is. And he says, I'm Harvey Manfred Jensen. <laughs> so they carry on the conversation, and she's just sharp as a tack and like spotting every inconsistency in his story. Uh, and she says, Well, Mr. Manfred Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Really. I like her. Very uh. good delivery. Anyway, now we can continue to the conversation at hand. Yeah, oh. how's Phoebe Quad's doing? So she told me then that there is an important sound. She wanted to introduce the sound to oh, me, right. and I see they've already got little pamphlets on this other table, and you know I've seen the word H U.
0: How did you think that was pronounced? Hugh, like Hugh Grant, or like like who Hugh. farted? No,
1: like Hugh Grant. Okay. Oh, you you had That's the right, right of it. Okay.
0: Ross and I both figured it was. Oh sure,
1: because they're already "ek." Who is actually like a gentler sound?
0: It like, is. I also just figured. Okay, I think I was picturing people chanting it, and yeah. I thought you don't want to add a diphthong every time you re-enter the chant, right? Oh. It's going to be much gentler if you're singing. And right. then I who who. who. Well, and you're if absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm dipping into a pool every time. I don't know
2: why, but to me, with a thong. Right? feels more feels more <laughs> sacred.
3: Really? Yeah, Are you a big G. Grant fan?
2: No, not oh. at all. Oh, all right. But when I think who, I think of like catty gays being like, who, when oh. you say somebody. Mm. Oh, okay. So. okay. Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So
2: everything that I think about gets filtered through the, the gay.
1: Hey, uh, fi- and
0: all of spirituality gets filtered through the personal.
1: And she said, would you like <laughs> to hear this CD? And I said, well, there's only one answer to that. Uh-huh. And so they have...
0: And she said, no? Okay. Put it away.
1: <laughs> so they had a, an old style CD player there from a Target or whatever, but uh-huh. it's just a dedicated I play CDs. She puts the CD in uh, it yeah. and presses play. And I hear this glorious sound emerge, which I happen to have here on my phone. Whoa. Ready for it?
0: I'm ready. You ready? Yes.
1: There's only one answer to that.
2: I decided I had to be ready.
1: I have my Hue app. Hue experience the God wait, sound. There's an app. There's an app, app for that. Mm-hmm. And you ready? Here, wait. Let me turn up the audio. The menu says Hue. Listen, watch, try more. I'm really. I'm going to click listen. Intrigued by try. <laughs> Idea. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on for 20 minutes this track
0: it is quite pleasant and she
1: said i think it was recorded there at that temple
0: oh wow no wonder it's and so pleasant it is
1: very pleasant but i have, have to say i wanted to laugh when we were starting that but as i was doing it i was like oh
0: it's nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't <Chanting> it <laughs> is nice it has a physiological yeah. effect yeah. Yeah,
1: it is pleasant so mm-hmm. that is established so she played that for me and then she handed me a cd and said would you like this? Oh, you're giving up. There's, there's only a second
0: answer to that. I think
1: we got one,
2: too. <laughs> yeah, or, I got yeah, one. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I think yeah, I let you have pretty much everything. Oh, okay. I don't think I have anything to remember our visit by anymore.
0: Oh, no. Uh, wait, hang on. <laughs> I was going to give you this to you at the end, <laughs> but now you're the owner of an Ekincar pen.
2: Oh. That it's was in a box. I'm opening cost the money. box. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Oh, yeah. It's got a barcode. <laughs>
2: Don't worry, it doesn't say how much it was, so. It
0: was $13. <laughs> That's true.
2: Wait, really? Yeah.
0: This? A pen is So <laughs> pen? don't just toss it. Fuck, <laughs> Carrie, this wasn't worth it.
2: No, it, it's totally worth Isn't it. Isn't it beautiful? It's it a beautiful. fine pen. I'm going to start using this for book
0: signings. See, there you go. See, try to find Chris around Minneapolis and ask him if he has his pen.
2: And if I don't, report pu- back publicly to shame and- me. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. I can tell that this comes from
1: a very heartfelt place.
2: Aw, oh,
0: you're sweet. Yeah.
1: Then I mentioned to Gladys that this had all made me think when she mentioned the sound of God, I thought maybe it was going to be om, because I'm used oh, to it. yeah. Sure. Yeah, totally. And totally ignored that question. Like, I'd never Uh-oh. said it. Like, shift, pivot, new topic.
0: Oh, you know? interesting. Because I feel like we got acknowledgement that like, oh, yeah, some people call it om, we call it Hugh.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think so. Oh. That was maybe. not on her script?
0: I can't uh, 100% confirm that, but I think that's right.
2: Yeah, I do think I remember in that spirit our guide giving lots of sort of like acknowledgement to other faith traditions Mm -hmm. and really anytime we had a kind of question i think where we would be like well what about this thing i think she would kind of always find a way to Mm -hmm. bridge that to ek i like your host she was like oh you can (laughs) believe in this and be ek as well right that was something she right said multiple times you could be muslim and also practice ek that was another thing where i was like I'm not sure Are about the sure? consistency of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I,
0: this is also something we found in Scientology. They're always saying you can be Scientologist and whatever else, but a lot of these whatever else is, have totally inconsistent philosophies sure. with Scientology or in this case, X. Right. so it's like I guess you theoretically could. But I guess you're saying you won't kick me out, but that's not about the super extent. Compatible, right? Yeah,
2: and you probably get the sense they're going to want you to prioritize. The yes, beliefs and practices within Eck.
1: Yeah, she'd kind of shut it down anytime I went outside of the script or talked about a different religion because she hmm. mentioned satsangs later. Yeah. And I said, Oh, interesting. I spent a little bit of time with a religion called the Self Realization Fellowship and they would have regular satsangs. And she did the kind of uh, slight giggle and then again m- <laughs> moved to another topic, changed this the subject strange. quickly. Tr- okay, well, I'm glad it wasn't uh, universal topic i did get the feeling from our guide that
2: there was an effort being made and i mean this in a in a really kind way i guess but that there was an effort being made whenever we had a question to kind of connect it to like oh there could be a place for you and Eck, or there could be you know i think she was really making a real effort to make our questions feel welcome and yeah. even encouraged yeah, it's nice definitely. that she would yeah. acknowledge Melanie was those. cool she was yeah I felt very encouraged in asking lots of
1: questions. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm happy for you, yeah. Chris. I'm so happy for Maybe you.
2: Maybe it was the way I asked them. Oh. You ever think about that?
1: Oh, oh way to wow. turn that around. Okay. Uh, she had a cute story, though, about how she kind of fights with her family a bit, where she'll always want to have this CD of Hugh playing, uh-huh. and she'll leave it in the car. I wonder
0: why they don't like that. But then her,
1: her kids will get in there, and they'll have the, like, the music cranked up from the radio, and then it plays the cd by default and it's this really loud like you <laughs> like ah stop it yeah that was pretty fun
2: do her kids participate in eck because one thing that our guide was showing us was this youth newsletter that were
0: yeah the she, youth has come up quite a bit yeah. later
1: she said they don't oh. Oh, okay yeah uh, she also mentioned that we were here for a reason that, oh, sure. you know, if you've shown up here, it's because you've had some sort of
2: experience spiritually here, meaning at the temple, at the temple, okay.
1: which I always like to hear because, you know, if we're doing an investigation, I'm thinking, okay, well, there I'm, is a
0: reason. Yeah, might not love it.
1: I'm thinking about why I'm here uh-huh. and kind of weighing how consistent that is with being open to what they're saying. But when they tell me, oh, you came here for a reason, it was intended, yeah. like, awesome. Yeah. So even if I came here for a podcast, you know, still I'm where I'm supposed to be.
0: The Mormons, I think, put that in the loveliest way when we came out to them as journalists, if you will, at the end of our stay there, they said, okay, fine. You say a podcast brought you here. We say God brought you here. Cool. Cool.
1: Different interpretations. Uh, she talked a bit about just the grounds themselves. I mentioned 174 acres, 90% will remain in its natural state. Uh, there's all these trails that you can walk yeah. as a local. I know folks from out in that area who say that
2: they walk it walk regularly. Those trails, yeah, yeah, and apparently it's a you know folks are from the community are very welcome to do that. That's a nice, nice. service they offer. That is yeah, nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, we walked them a bit later. Yeah,
1: really, no, you really. Didn't. especially oh, with the snow. Yeah, Beautiful. We didn't. We were no, we were like wimps. that. Looks cold. <laughs> yeah. There's a little outside temple as well. I didn't get no, all the way over to, to it. Oh, you didn't get there. I, that I would like to see yeah. at some point. Same here.
0: I'll be here another couple of days. Maybe Great. we'll go.
1: Yeah. They've expanded and added new buildings over time, but they said they never get in debt over it. So they only pay for things as they have funds at the direction okay. of the Mahanta.
0: That so. seems like a good philosophy. Yeah. They the- did
1: say
2: that they relocated to that area, I think our guide said this, before there was the temple, obviously, but I think even before they knew where it was going to be built and-
0: Because the land was donated, right? It
2: was, yeah. yeah. She gave the impression they didn't necessarily know what the oh, land like was. Oh, like
0: the land hadn't been donated yeah,
2: yet? Yeah, I I
1: seem to recall uh, her saying Okay, oh. huh. Interesting.
2: And that it, Maybe. It, and then it just happened and-
0: Okay. Huh. The plan
1: and- we should yeah. mention that Eck was originally founded, I want to say, in San Diego in 1965. Uh, I could have it backwards, though, because someone else that I was talking to thought that it started in Nevada. Yeah, but
0: there seems it, to be a little confusion over it, this. It was
1: in Nevada, and it was in California in, I guess, Menlo Park area, and then it moved from California to Minnesota.
0: But also it was in Mesopotamia. Uh, And wherever Fubi Kwan's lives.
2: (laughs) But the whole, I still would love, maybe you know this, but more clarity on why Minnesota as a
1: Minnesotan.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: We'll talk a lot more about Paul Twitchell and Sri Harold. Yes. in coming episodes, but there is a cornerstone of the building there with a very odd mishmash of fonts for one number, but it says 1990, that's when this uh, particular building was made, so okay. definitely post Shree Herald.
2: Got it, got and, it. Uh, yeah, I remember during our tour, we spent some, between the doorways, the front doorways, where that carpet... Go, carpet. so awful carpet. If and, you have
0: one takeaway, this carpet's bad.
2: And the tour guide was talking a lot about the architecture of the building and when it was built and... Not to be rude, but the whole time I was thinking, it's not that beautiful of a building, <laughs> actually.
1: It uh, does have a
0: little bit of like an 80s vibe. Yeah. It is very, very
1: much of its time. It runs, and reminds smart. me of a church that I spent a lot of time in in the early 90s, mm-hmm. Green Valley Christian, where I went to school my mom taught. And yeah, they had this big building that was also shaped like an octagon yeah. and it had this big tall ceiling. Yeah, I think it was built around the same time. Sure. Inside,
0: it reminds me of Chopping Mall. You ever see Chopping Mall? Mm-mm. Oh, Chopping no. Mall is a very good film made in the late '80s. It is a horror film about teens who spend the night in the mall, and then these, I get it now. And then these robot security guards miswire and go on a killing spree. It is very good, and you see boobs. Can't recommend it highly enough.
2: You talked me into it. Inside. My longest term relationship was with someone who was obsessed with bad 80s movies. So I'm shocked I haven't seen this because I've been made to watch many.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you got to tell that person about this because it's very good. Yeah.
1: So she's telling us about the grounds, and she's telling us about the trails, and she's walking us towards the door, and we haven't left this lobby, and it feels like she's ready to get rid of us.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So, okay, meanwhile- We spent a
1: long time in the lobby, too. We
0: did. Yeah. But we were marched through every single room- like even the multi-purpose rooms Good. that had like no we function. As was
1: before, as was I, was I, I but say, I feel I had to ask
2: between for. the oh, okay. lobby and when we started going to the classrooms. I was like, I need to use the bathroom. That's how long we'd been in the lobby, so I oh, left wow. you alone. Okay. Do you remember this?
0: Yeah. Oh, she yeah. and I made out then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I With buried the ex. lead on this story. <laughs> um, I think I just went and, like, looked at the materials. Sure, I feel like sure. she walked away.
2: Yeah. Oh, actually, I think she may have been going to get us more materials, actually.
0: Oh, and you know what? There's I think- so many materials. No, wait. This is all coming back to me. I think I said, I guess I'll use this opportunity to use the bathroom also. Oh. And I think I also went to the bathroom. <laughs> Important details here, folks. We were both in the bathroom.
2: I, the only reason I say that is that, <laughs> I mean, I do have a, ti- I have a tiny bladder. I use the bathroom a lot. But also, we had been in that lobby for- a while. Yeah, no,
0: for sure. Yeah, definitely.
2: I think our tour stretched on. Least two hours, maybe more.
0: Oh, I think it was more, yeah. yeah. It oh, was really?
2: Mine was just an hour. And she yeah, showed us no. <laughs> to
0: every room. Else. And some of the rooms, okay. it was like
2: the exact same as the last the, room the we had. The just exact
0: in. <laughs> same multi purpose room. Okay. And then she'd be like, but over here on the wall, there's a painting of a butterfly, and the butterfly represents it. it yep. like, I will oh, say, I God. was yep. genuinely
2: enjoying the explanations of all the different like symbolism Art. in the arts uh-huh. and stuff because it felt like a really helpful way to better understand the worldview.
0: For sure. It was just the like <laughs> that you'd need to be marched into like a separate uh-huh. room to sure. see this particular oh, painting. Yeah,
1: we we had the same procession. Okay, so And it
2: was clear that she loved she loved Ekinkar. I mean, yeah. you know, she would constantly oh, kind cool. of stop herself after she had been explaining a painting for a long time and say, oh, we, you know, we should move on. We should move on. But there's
0: and, so much here.
2: And I could tell that she just really was excited to have the opportunity to share
1: this with somebody. And mm. that felt nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: Well, we have mentioned as you walk, if you turn to the right, there are hallways that lead around this main temple area. And there's big double doors that lead into the actual, the business yeah, end of this yeah, building. yeah. yeah. It and took us
0: a while to get her to get us in there. I yeah, think. That I, was
1: kind of
2: our last stop. Well, before we went
1: downstairs.
0: And she had to go get keys.
1: Same for us. I, well, because I think that's the big reveal. Like, oh, ooh, yeah. you're in the temple now. Yeah. And it was. That was one of my favorite parts.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. very pretty.
1: But let's get through the hallways. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. So looking toward the temple, did you go down the right side? Yeah. Yes. All right. Hey, our tours <laughs> hey, are matched right up. Right
0: side. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were fist bumping me, but you were touching your touch pad.
2: Hey, I'm all for the fist bump. <laughs> I'm not trying to fist bump <laughs> anyone yeah. here. Oh, wow. So.
0: Okay. All right, you it's, do you.
1: You step in one white room on this, you know, the octagonal structure, and it's got <laughs> oh, geez, some chairs, some carpet, a table yep. with a framed photo of <laughs> Harry Harold Clare. Yep. Harold, sorry. Yep. And a CD player. Every single room yeah. has a CD player yep. so yep. they can play that CD.
0: Some chairs, uh, some <laughs> literature. This That's is the, it. These are the definition of a multi-purpose room.
1: Pastel colors. Mm-hmm. It's again early '90s, late '80s. So, yeah. yep. The windows, windows were lo- looking they out, let
0: and nice light in. Extremely clean. Yeah. This yes. is not a place that is ever neglected.
1: Good point. The wall paint is white, mm-hmm. and everything is sparkling clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No dust. Yeah. So we
2: went through some of those classrooms or multi-purpose rooms, mm-hmm. and then wasn't the next thing the. Um, the bridal suite Oh, or whatever, of course, yes. Where we were offered a bottle of water.
0: Yes, yes. Um, did you get to go in the bridal suite? Yes. Okay.
2: And that was when you asked.
0: I said, so I see that there's a bride's room and a groom's room. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have same-sex marriages uh-huh. or marriages of people I asked that as gender? well. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she was pretty cool. She was like, you know, she did couch it just barely. She said, there w- was, like, g- this I, is just my own intuition. I was going
2: to say, I could feel in her response that there might be maybe a little bit of a kind of like They're welcome and included, but maybe not fully embraced Mm -hmm. in exactly Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. same way. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not the ideal
0: interesting okay yeah. I don't know I, I this is just totally right I didn't get that vibe but we're clearly both just uh <laughs> describing vibes uh, Gladys
1: told <laughs> Ener- me. energy <laughs> yeah she said to us that they plan to change the signs to make them less gender specific oh. Oh, that's good great.
0: okay there we go yeah.
1: the reason I got that feeling is I remember
2: once going to high temple in Chicago mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. one of my favorite places nice and you know there's a lot of language in the temple about how the Baha'i tradition has been radically inclusive and uh, in ways that a lot of others haven't for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then you, if you kind of, to say a little bit more about LGBT stuff, it becomes clear that
0: well. that's not. so. But That's it's, not what we mean by inclusive. Right. right. Okay, and so
2: I feel like if we had maybe pushed a little bit more there, it would have, like, I would be interested to know what their history around that is, when maybe mm-hmm. they started doing that, and whether or not that's something that they really strongly embrace or not. I right. don't know.
0: Right, But uh,
2: on the surface, sounded like, they were welcoming.
0: Yeah. And then we asked her about the ceremony, whether there is like a ceremonial book or like a certain order of events, if you have your wedding here. And she said, Oh, yes, you know, we have a particular little booklet you read from just like you might have one for a funeral or a baptism or whatever. Mm And I later saw that at an event I cannot speak to, but that may or may not have happened in Minneapolis this weekend.
2: After the bridal suite,
1: we went into the
2: chapel? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? Oh,
1: right. Yeah. That, well, that was my favorite room because not only do they have those pictures of all the masters, except the missing Darwin Gross, but also they have a copy of their sacred text. Yes. The Shariat Kisukmad. Yes. Which this is probably the first time I've said it without stumbling.
0: Yeah. I have trouble with it too. I also always want to call it, for obvious reasons, the Kariat Kisugmad.
1: I have it on my... You should write that.
0: I should. Maybe I will. Uh, if we get... 5,000 new and upgrading dollars in one year. I will write an entire religious text.
1: It could be very easy to do. We talk about split off groups. Yeah, that's uh,
0: true. I'll just borrow from all of the other religions right. I've joined.
1: Anyways, I, yeah, I have it on my Kindle app, and I've been trying to read it that way. That is their sacred text. There's two parts, and it was in a single volume. So we talked at length about all of these Masters, but then at one point she asked me if I would like to try this spiritual practice that they have, which is to open the Shariat Kisuk Mad to a random location after you've asked it a oh, question.
0: Oh, oh, love it. Okay. I, I
1: said, ooh, bibliomancy.
0: I, I know. Yeah. I was just going to say, to do this all the time as a Christian. Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah,
1: I've heard a lot of people do that within Christianity.
0: You know what? I'm going to grab a book. Let's do it with something else. But okay. go on, Ross. Uh, I'll be back.
1: Okay. So the, yes. the only question I could ask it was, how would I know what you have to say is true.
0: Okay, yeah, great.
1: I flipped open to... Did you say
0: this internally or externally? Internally. Okay.
1: And then I flipped open to page 389. Mm -hmm. And first I'm reading, okay, the aim and purpose of Ekankar has always been to take soul by its own path back (laughs) to its divine core. So yeah, I'm kind of going through it. All right. Okay, those who only talk of the Mahanta, the perfect guru, or read his teachings to others without practicing them are only intellectually educated people. Okay, but then I got to, (laughs) if the divine reality did not exist, Mm -hmm. there would be a void where it should prove itself as a living thing. Okay. Free from thought, reality abides in the heart, the source of all, and then you have to change the page, but I thought, okay, Okay. that does kind of address- Took a minute to
0: get there, but we got there. It addresses my
1: question, so not bad.
0: So that kind of says, uh, you'll find it within, if you were to- Summarize. Paraphrase that.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a, a kind of a statement of like, the rocks will cry out if we do not proclaim Jesus. You know, sort of mm. a similar thing like, if if it didn't exist there would be this huge void, and it would make itself known.
0: Right. We would be aware okay. of that void. Oh, okay. I'm
1: not saying it's a satisfactory answer,
3: sure, but sure. it was no, answering my question. I'm trying to my head around it.
2: Speaking of hmm. intuition, I did a quick little online search mm-hmm. about the LGBT thing oh, yeah. specifically. Okay. And Great. I found this really helpful resource on Carleton College's website. Okay. That Carleton's based here in Minnesota. And it, it says that Car texts, or they consider such matters as abortion, divorce, or sexual orientation to be individual decisions and as an organization take no stance. Okay. But then uh, Sri Harald wrote a response to a youth question about homosexuality where he said, whatever one does in his personal affairs is a matter solely between divine spirit and himself. The living Eckmaster wants to direct soul to its true home in the ocean of love and mercy. He has no interest in social issues or reform, only in the preservation of the individual throughout eternity.
3: Okay. Oh, All interesting. Right. So, but then it goes say?
2: on. The marriage bond can only be sacred if it is sacred to the two individuals who have agreed to this union. A true marriage has commitment by each person. Love is blind and probably always will be. Okay. So yeah. it kind of sounds like they're they try not to take an official stance like, on.
0: I think I know what you're saying. Like, they're, we're not going to ban it. We also don't really want to talk about it. Right. Got totally. it. Got it. Well, can we try this exerci- exercise on a few books that are not the Bible and are not the Shariat key suqmad?
1: Let's do it. Yeah.
0: I say holding a Bible. So never mind. One of us is going to have a Bible. I think that should be you, Ross. Okay. Got it. Chris, I picked out for you Harry Potter 3, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Great. And I have the Ikea catalog. <laughs>
3: All right.
0: So we each ask a question, something we really want to know, and then flip to a random page and see if the answer is there.
2: Okay. We're asking the question privately.
0: I'm going to say mine publicly, but it's sure. up to you. Okay. Okay.
2: You All right.
1: Okay. We're ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask a question that I think maybe the Bible could answer. Okay. Somewhere in there. You know, I don't want to be a jackass. Like, what rhymes with silver? Sure. Okay. Well, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna what ask. What does rhyme with silver? <laughs> that's the problem. Nothing does.
0: <laughs> Orange you glad you asked. <laughs> All
1: right. I'm going to ask, how do you properly draw boundaries you mm. know with certain people in your life. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to flip open here. Oh, I'm somewhere in the New Testament, okay? And I'm just going to point right here. Looks like we're in 1 Corinthians 10 and where I'm pointing it says, yet God was not pleased with most of them, so their dead bodies were scatter- <laughs> scattered. <laughs> this is what you should do. Scattered over the desert.
0: Hey. Oh. Shame. So- Okay, so it's <laughs> solution.
1: If you're not you are having troubles establishing boundaries in your life with people, uh-huh. scatter their, scatter dead, their bodies bodies dead bodies over the, de- the desert. Okay, I learned something. Perfect. Okay.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Do you have a question, Chris?
2: Yeah. My question is
0: <laughs> still thinking about Ross's sorry. Uh, yeah,
2: me too. Uh,
1: <laughs> Shariat Kisuk Mad one, Bible Zero. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, no, I think that was a pretty good
2: answer. My question's far less serious, mm-hmm. and my answer will probably be less sure. intense. Okay. Um, although, who knows? Who knows? I haven't read this book in quite a while. Mm-hmm. But my question is Will my marriage to Carrie Poppy be successful? Okay,
0: good, 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 good.
2: Okay, so I'm flipping open Whoa. the book.
0: All of our marital bliss rests on this, you guys
2: Slytherin in possession, Slytherin heading for goal, Montag scores, Lee grown 70 20 to Gryffindor. Well,
1: This sounds like think? a successful sexual intercourse.
0: <laughs> We're just both getting scores. Slytherin
1: proceeds toward the goal and scores.
0: Oh, so- he scores. Okay. Oh, sounds great. like
2: Slytherin is beating Gryffindor, but isn't Slytherin the kind of the bad one? I think so. I'm they're not, the I'm ambitious a- ones. Oh, sorry, are you Slytherin? No. Okay. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Harry Potter that well.
0: I'm
2: so sorry. Are you Slytherin?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm Ravenclaw. You're Raven Oh, okay. What are you, Carrie? I
0: have no idea. I have no she's idea. She's
1: probably Ravenclaw. We're readers? She's, she's a Hermione type, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and Hermione isn't Gryffindor, but she's supposed to be in Ravenclaw. Oh, Which interesting. What am I? Well, you're, Slytherin? <laughs> you're very supportive. Just instinctively, I wanted to put you in Hufflepuff.
0: Great. Hufflepuff. Hey, okay.
1: I could be wrong I, about that. I take it.
0: Okay, I'm going to be Great. a little cagier about what my question is. I'll tell okay. you guys what I mean by this off mic later. But okay. my question is basically, there's a situation that I have to decide whether it be just patient about it or let it go. Sure. Okay. Alright, so
1: IKEA catalog. Ikea
0: catalog says Leaf Arm Chair. <laughs> <laughs> A chair. Be patient. Sit in the chair. Be patient. Be patient. That's the answer I want and the answer
1: I <laughs> That's right. There's three chairs there. There's three chairs. So it's probably referring to like, other people in your life as well. Oh my God, exactly. They're, Everybody just needs to sit down for a moment pink, and pay $49.99. And it's
0: perfect. Actually, I feel, see, you know, this is the power of this sort of thing. I feel better.
1: Wait, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carrie um, actually feels better over hold there. Hold on,
2: you opened to a page that has an earmarked corner already. Did you earmark this ahead of time? <laughs> oh, okay,
0: I can see it, like though, it but yeah, that's, that's of course wide open. there. You're right. Okay, all right, one more. Now we're testing the system though. Okay, now my so, question is, am I doing this correctly?
1: I went further down this Bible page just to see if it got better. And one of the next phrases is, the people sat down to a feast which turned into an orgy. <laughs> 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 this is not helping.
2: Uh,
0: uh, that
2: sounds like a... Bad advice if you're trying to keep boundaries.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) And that's going to be gassy.
1: Oh, don't (laughs) complain as some of them did. The angel of death destroyed them. Oh, Oh, man, I picked the wrong spot. Typical Saturday night
0: around these parts. So my next question was, am I doing this right? I opened to a page that does not have any... Oh, it does have one. God damn it. Okay, am I doing this right?
1: This is your Bible, Carrie? No, it's the Airbnb We're at an Airbnb. They highlighted a verse on this page. Which says, there isn't any temptation that you have experienced which is unusual for humans. Huh. That's actually kind of cool. I like that.
0: I like that. That
1: just reminds you that, hey, if you're going through a hard time or something that you're tempted by, remember that others have experienced that as well. That's helpful. Well, that's what if not, I want it to be unique? That's not an answer to my
2: question. What if I want to feel special?
0: Then you need to get over that. <laughs> yes, um, snowflake. <laughs> I Okay, I opened to a, a random page with the question, uh-huh. am I doing this right? And now I have the... Jean gap pair of curtains yeah but look what it
2: says underneath
0: with a busy family life <laughs> a calming bedroom is all the more important at least until those little 3 a.m visitors come <laughs> snuggling up Ah,
1: so it's telling you just to be calm be draw calm. the shades
0: yeah there we go yeah mm-hmm. just wait it out girl it's gonna be okay until all those right.
2: 3 a.m anxieties come
0: oh yeah well the, i think that meant in my case that'd be ella
1: sure yeah well hey that worked we all cool. got wisdom from our right. books it turns out I mean, you can do that i don't with know anything. that i did but
0: i think you did uh the slytherin were doing great something something uh the qu- ambitious quidditch.
2: the ambitious ones were doing great
0: yeah is quidditch is that the game you got game? it hey well done. Have you ever thought about how harry potter sounds like carrie poppy
2: i think about how it sounds like harry otter which is oh, a hairy gay yeah. man Oh, okay. And Otter is a gay man who has got a lot of body hair. Oh, okay. So, like, so
0: it's redundant then. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Cause and cause since I have- J.K.
2: Rowling is declaring every
1: character of Harry Potter gay these days. He's retconning the <laughs> okay. whole thing, yeah. I didn't know that, but I own a t-shirt that says Harry Otter in that font. And it has a great <laughs> illustration of an otter wearing Harry's glasses. Oh, oh. So well, what am I advertising to the I world? I was going to say,
2: depending on what part of town you're in, that uh, might get some different Los Angeles. looks. Yeah, depending on what part of Los Angeles oh, right, you're in, right, you might right. get some different.
1: Hey, okay. look! I'm going to cool. that shirt. Go head over to West Hollywood with <laughs> yeah. that shirt. Huh. See what happens. <laughs> she did tell us that the Shariat Kisugmad means way of the eternal, and she mentioned some language called Amdo. At least that's how I heard her saying it. Hmm. And she also. Did she
0: try to sell you some knives? <laughs> no,
1: that's Amway. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, and, and also Sanskrit, which I have heard of. And she said that Ekankar itself was in one of those languages. I don't think she was even sure about that. Anyways, she also said the Shariat Kisugman is possibly the oldest teachings known on earth. And I thought okay. Oh, wow. Introduced in 1965, sure. <laughs> and the website at Eckankar says, "Through the Chariot Keys you will discover an answer to every human question ever yet or to be devised."
0: Oh well, wow!
1: Why were we looking in Harry Potter and the IKEA yeah, catalog? I to to the, <laughs> I- the IKEA
0: catalog for my life.
1: Its pages tell you what life really consists of and oh, how man. to live it. So you know, a uh, bold claim.
0: Yeah, pretty bold.
1: Yeah. And she did mention that that process works with any book. So, oh, that's oh. why we did it.
0: Oh, yes! Well, is the Ikea
2: catalog a book?
0: Yes. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's yes. bound.
0: It's bound.
1: <clears throat> it's bound to have the answers.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, my gosh.
1: Boy, that was a lot of walking on that tour, wasn't it? At least once we got fair going, amount. Yeah. fair amount.
0: I was so glad that I had comfortable footwear.
1: If you were going to recommend some comfortable footwear to our audience, uh, does anything come to mind?
0: If it were like a, a lovely spring or summer day, and I wanted to look stylish, but mm-hmm. I also wanted to look comfortable, but I also wanted everything to be sustainable—that's
1: well, what a girl wants.
0: I would probably choose Rothy's. Do you know about Rothy's? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, they happen to be stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere.
0: That's right, exactly. And they are a shoe company, as you all well know. And this episode is sponsored in part by Rothy's.
1: Rothy's makes flats for women and girls from recycled plastic water bottles. They're designed to be environmentally friendly, comfortable, and stylish. And they're machine washable.
0: Now, I have a pair of Rothy's. I like them very much. They're green with beautiful gold sunbursts on them. And now that I think about it, the Eckes would really like them.
1: We're recording in my apartment right now, these inserts.
0: Chris isn't even here, you guys. Wow. A lot of ga- movie magic here. <laughs>
1: we just gave away the whole <laughs> thing. Well, just last night, right where I'm sitting, there would have been cars Rothy shoes, but she put them away. We knew Gosh. Carrie was coming.
0: And she wanted to take care of her Rothy shoes because they're so good. Can't blame her. Now, Rothy's come in a wide range of colors and patterns and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts.
1: They're also seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, which is cool. So you can have all these conversations with your friends. Like, guess where these shoes came from Mm -hmm. and as a result they've diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills pretty great that's not just for one pair of shoes but you know collectively
0: yeah (laughs) that would be too many yeah then that would be kind of wasteful like
1: what happened (laughs) (laughs) they have to like burn (laughs) millions of pounds so
0: they're five hundred thousand dollars a pair no they're pretty affordable and another major bonus they're fully machine washable.
1: So right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code ONO oh to get free shipping with no minimum.
0: That's free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe by going to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter ONO oh to get your new favorite flats and free shipping.
1: Rothy's is dedicated to making shoes that are so comfortable, stylish, and sustainable that you're never going to want to wear anything else. Head to rothys.com and claim this offer with code ONO. Oh And speaking of sustainable, Carrie... And we were. We have a Jumbotron.
0: (gasps) A Jumbotron. Now those are sustainable.
1: We wanted to tell you about a special shop online called Tiny Cat Designs.
0: Made by Catherine Ciarani, a recent... Ph.D. in ecology.
1: Ooh. Can she's you believe be- that? I believe it.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right. It's not that extraordinary <laughs> claim, but it's impressive.
1: Congratulations to Catherine. She's been working part-time on starting a business making clothing out of sustainable materials.
0: And apparently she and her husband are huge fans of our show. And they listen to it while they make these clothes.
1: We notice there's an owl design. <laughs> there's
0: a bunch of owl which stuff. Which is
1: fantastic. There's
0: some bee stuff, which, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she's clairvoyant because that's going to come up, up in this very soon. investigation.
1: There's also some fun designs with cats and cactuses. And
0: Bicycles.
1: Foxes.
0: It's all really cute stuff. Yeah,
1: check it out. The shop is at tinycat-designs.com. MyShopify.com.
0: That's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash tiny cat hyphen designs period myShopify period com forward slash.
1: That'll take you right there.
0: <laughs> it's a really good shop. You should go. So yeah, um, after we had looked through the Bible and Harry Potter 3 and the Ikea catalog in that room, we continued on uh, (laughs) to more multipurpose rooms and then the bookstore.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned each of the multipurpose rooms has different art in it. Mm -hmm. And I was really a fan
2: of a lot of the art. They're so good. But
1: like this one, this is if Thomas Kincaid tried (laughs) acid.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Maybe shrooms. All right. Shrooms.
1: Fair. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a- acid was just my go to for uh, expanding ones horizons sure. but yeah shrooms would give you maybe more of this type of vision but it is this you know painting of light many colors and it really does look like the thomas Kincaid style and uh, you know what actually i'd say i liked most of these that she was showing there's one that looks like something that could have been taken by the hubble telescope uh huh just these yeah, undulations cool. of color and light and stars and uh, it looks
0: a little vaginal y-
2: you're I was right say, i i see <laughs> like a human figure like they're a soul traveling. Oh,
0: or something yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, see that. I think you're right. Kind of growing with each plane. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. very much a Rorschach test. But yeah, she was. I
0: see a vagina. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
1: <coughs> Gladys was explaining kind of each layer and what it meant. You know, this has all the multiple planes and they have colors associated with them. But
2: oh, was th- this was the one where the
1: temple made by different artists.
2: Yeah, and each square was made by different artists and we were kind of initially given the impression that like none of them coordinated with oh, each other right. at all Always or whatever. Yeah, but I think they were. Yeah, Yeah, they
0: were like. They were given
1: sections of a photo, and they said, "Yeah, here, represent it on this pre." But it was presented to us in this
2: way of like, "Isn't this amazing?" They didn't coordinate with each other at
1: all, and. But it is really cool.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, I like that idea.
0: There are more than four spaces, so please don't email me about the uh, meaning of the word quadrant.
2: Uh yes, all of this like very psychedelic art. Uh, I was yeah, ex- I totally. was extremely I love that into stuff. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah, and definitely um telling us some theology mm-hmm. that is like hard to understand without having a background for it. Yeah. But like I know for sure looking at that, I'm like, oh, this is a specific story told in some book somewhere. And I
2: think you asked about this one that we're looking at right now oh, okay. about what that story was. And I may not be right about this, but I thought she said it was transition to a new living. Eckmaster, or ah, something, or the selection sense. of a new living Eckmaster, or something like that. Passing of the rod.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, this was where she gave me that different answer about the succession. And she said that, you know, it's not just somebody makes a decision or some human council does, but yeah, they actually meet in the ethereal plane. You know, I'm saying ethereal. Oh, yeah. uh, she mentioned exactly which plane it was. Hold on. Well, what, whichever plane it is, they meet there, and that's where they hand off the rod of power. Oh, actually, you know what? I think there is a picture of the rod of power here. Oh, finally, we can resolve this debate yeah. about what it looks like. Oh, no. Is
0: it a fake Oscar?
1: Oh, I love this photo, but what? you don't see the rod what? of power in it. Oh,
0: goddammit.
1: They're all grouped around him, all oh, of these how masters. Oh,
0: convenient. It's, some guy's got his back to the camera. <laughs> But she can't see. It. But she's
1: telling me this that they meet to discuss who's going to be the new Eckmaster, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, okay, but really, how do you choose?
0: Yeah, well, it's the existing Eckmaster picks.
1: There's another painting here of this beautiful mountain range, and she said, "Oh, this uh-huh. is the temple in Tibet." Where
0: Where my man where these uh, Fubi Fubi-quans. Fubiquans,
1: yeah, where Fubiquans located and you know, something important happens there. And I said, Oh, okay, and so this is like a real location in the Himalayas. And she said, No, it exists on the whatever plane ah, it was. Right. Okay. I, I think That's we had that
2: same Fubi conversation is. about that yep. same one. Yep, we did. She had said that she saw it in a Dream
1: before she saw the painting or uh, something. Ah, yes,
0: yes, Here, yes. Here's yes. a
1: castle in the clouds. That looks very that looks much like like Disney. Cinderella. Yeah. yeah, so Disney. Yeah, I think all of these are in the downstairs yep, gallery.
3: Definitely. Oh,
1: and then a loving painting of Shri Harold Clamp done in black and white. And it's looking, looking like a paper salesman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Very uh, thin features, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like drawn lips and uh, a long, straight nose, not a giant nose. I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. Mm -hmm. You know, it just looks like kind of an ordinary guy, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the most ordinary. Mm -hmm. He does have attached earlobes, which is notable. Oh, Oh, at least in this painting. Do either of you have attached earlobes? Nope. All right. Mm, Yes.
0: I don't think so. I
2: think but then I stretched them years ago. Oh,
1: okay. But I think, aren't they attached?
0: I mean, I think you have enough of a droop that it wouldn't count, but I'm not sure.
2: I
1: definitely have earlobes.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: I did a Google image search for Ekenkar Rod of Power, but it was unsuccessful. Unsurprisingly.
0: Well, while we were downstairs, we talked to our guide about how she got interested in all of this astral travel and out-of-body mm-hmm. experience no, and yeah. projection oh, yeah, and all that. Story. And she told us a story about being, I think she was like six years old, maybe eight, and she was playing with friends and just suddenly left four- her body. W- weren't
2: they playing like foursquare or something, yeah, like, something that? like that? Yeah, something
0: like that. And she suddenly left her body and was hovering at the ceiling, looking down at everybody.
1: When you see something like that, you want to explain. Well, yeah, absolutely.
0: And
2: she, I mean, it was emotional, yeah. the story that she told, because she had no frame of reference for she what was this was. She was scared. She felt like she couldn't talk to anyone about it. I mean, I'm relaying someone else's story. Maybe this is not how she would say it herself. But yeah, I, I seem to... That's how I yeah, I remember feeling it. like it was... Scary. Scary.
0: And that hard. she told her mom about it and her mom said something like kind of dismissive or just kind of not paying attention and so she decided like i'm never gonna i can never tell
2: anyone about this and then the oh. relief that she described upon finding Eckenkar, feeling yeah. like it was this validation of this experience that she had had when she was younger that she could never tell anyone about oh wow you know it was and emotional
0: ross and i would run into a lot of those stories this weekend at a particular place <laughs> we went in minneapolis but My, yeah, those experiences stay with yeah. you your whole life and can really define your spirituality.
1: Carrie and I talk about that a lot. These little things that the body does to us that just seem out of the ordinary—the goosebumps, the spine chills, the kind of passing Trans-state. out from yeah, yeah trance state, epilepsy, the visions that come with psychedelic substances mm-hmm. or dreams—all these little
0: hallucinations. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it just really drove home for me the like
2: power of shame over those kinds of things and how whatever we might think about Ekankar, like what a gift it was for her to have for the first time in her life, a space where she could talk about this experience without feeling shame or judged about it. And just made me feel like, you know, I I would like to see more space in our culture for people to talk about those kinds of experiences without being laughed at or judged or that kind of thing. And
0: to be given... The option of a scientific explanation without mm. it being like you were dumb to have believed. Totally. That for it
2: to be taken seriously yeah. and treated compassionately, you know, but yeah. also for someone to be shown another way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it did make me feel like, on some level, I was like, this is not the explanation that I have for this, but I uh, at least feel grateful that she found a space where she could feel not judged yeah. for it and yeah. like she could make sense of it in some mm-hmm. way and, and sounded like it had been a traumatic experience in some ways. So for her to get some peace around that, I thought that was nice, yeah. but awesome. I'll, I mean, I can't imagine having an experience like that at six and, and
0: being so little
2: trying to make sense of that. I yeah. Mean,
0: yeah, Definitely. I think I would assume I was dying at that age. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh, I'm going up to heaven now. Yeah.
2: I don't think I would even have the language to articulate what had happened uh-huh. to me. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, and then we went to the hall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we went to the bookstore. Oh, no, we...
2: there was the hall downstairs. I first, just keep the rushing us to
0: the bookstore.
2: And we did oh, see yes. the fountain as we walked downstairs. Oh,
0: the fountain, you guys. Your
2: favorite carpet
0: not so good fountain so good well because
2: it made it look like it was like the way the light shone up through the water it made it look like it was like liquid gold
0: yeah it was cool man ross (laughs) isn't impressed but it it was changing lights so
1: or was it the same colored light the whole time i I thought it was the same i I thought it was like okay all right then false maybe it was changing though but it was Mm -hmm. just this tiny little bubbling fountain it was amazing
0: (laughs) it was amazing you guys i saw god in it
2: (laughs) We, yeah, then we went into the event hall, and our guide was telling us that there are community meals that happen there a lot. Yeah, oh, it looks okay. like a I fellowship hall at a yeah. church. And she was yeah. showing us the kitchen. It's like this big commercial kitchen oh, okay. where they I can do all kinds of
1: cooking. Catering yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it looked like a kitchen that meant business. She seemed to think the food there was very good. Mm. I like how you disclaim that she could be wrong.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> haven't tasted the food. She seemed
1: fair. to be of the opinion that the food was good. I, I mean, I'm just acknowledging I can be a little snooty. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Ah, uh, yes, Ross food.
0: is showing yeah. us a picture of where they ate.
1: There are a bunch of tables laid out there, and yeah, big space, and directly underneath the main mm-hmm. temple area, mm-hmm. big well, you know, X symbol on the far wall.
0: Feel as ominous in person as I feel looking at the photo. <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe I just take ominous photos.
0: <laughs> Ross is a very imposing figure. And then you've got,
1: there was more artwork in that room. and at, at some point, I had said something that made her think, oh, this guy is very interested in art. So it uh, became okay. an art tour. And this one is interesting. It looks like two wizards greeting each other kind of in Middle Earth. And I don't know, sort of like a penis-like. I was going to say,
2: that uh, <laughs> that that architectural feature
1: is giving me penis
2: uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> i don't what's know it called why a
3: gazebo?
1: Yeah, yeah but it's kind of like a, a gazebo with columns yeah and a big round tip <laughs> yeah. and this also feels bad. very middle earth there's another painting with cloaked figure with a staff what's that in the distance uh, like watching the a boat sail away oh, it's a boat. Uh, which made me think of the Flattered? end of lord of the rings
0: oh. Oh, okay. oh now we got a picture of the actual temple
1: Yes, I
2: think my favorite thing about this, the temple space, was or the sanctuary. Or sanctuary was the blue. Were they windows all around the perimeter? Yeah, those little blue.
0: Yeah, like oh, little yeah. um, what do they call ice or windows, windows or yeah. something? Like where it just lets in a little bit of light to basically function as art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
2: they Pretty were cool. all this really nice shade of blue. Blue mm-hmm. was uh,
1: yeah.
0: Well, then they said blue is one of the like holy colors. Mm-hmm.
1: Sri Harold always wears blue, oh. apparently. And, and blue's on the ceiling. There's kind of a light fixture up that's there. That's the
0: most memorable thing about mm-hmm. it to me is that thing in the ceiling. Like
1: a six it's pointed star. A, it's almost like a star, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of stretched out. It, it, so it's not like even like a Star of David. Two of the sides have been sort of stretched out so that it is almost like a figure doing jumping jacks. Uh-huh. That and kind it's of star.
0: a mixture of like concave and convex structures so that it has that effect of like the faces that follow you when they're carved out
1: oh yeah like in the haunted mansion a really big room that could easily see over a thousand people Mm -hmm. i'd say lots of chairs kind of arranged like pews very much permanent structures too yeah and and a central stage area so yeah it looks like it's ready for a a seminar
2: piano right I I seem to remember when we were in there, Mm -hmm. she was telling us that people write original music Mm -hmm. a lot and perform
0: it. at Exactly. Yeah. Basically becomes a bit of a concert.
1: Mm -hmm. And everything's painted in a light beige color. Uh, Again, feels very early 90s.
0: Mm -hmm. But that ceiling, man, very cool. We're all looking at it. You're not. You'd love it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the font So good. Um, <laughs> so there's a
0: picture of you in front of the temple. Very nice.
1: Yeah, I told Kara to line my head up with the crown of the ziggurat because oh gosh. there were a lot of paintings like that with oh, huh. you know, beams of light because this isn't just any old location in Minnesota. This is some sort of center of the spiritual universe, yeah. and a bright light in shines Shanhas down in Minnesota. right through... The top of that ziggurat pyramid through that blue light structure into the chapel there.
0: Oh, like a like a divine light.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: And to think, my entire well, that's why
0: they put it there, you guys. It's precisely yeah.
2: located. Yeah. yeah, my entire well, I childhood, wonder. I just thought Chan Hassan was where there was a dinner theater. <laughs> Still Amy there? Adams got her start there. Oh, Whoa, that's wow! Cool. So Find when I thing. went recently, I was like, "There better be like an Amy Adams museum here," yeah. <laughs> and there was like nothing. Oh, oh,
0: wow! I know. Is it still there? It is. Yeah. Oh, we have so much because when before I when I, leave I uh, in two days. she
2: needs the statue <laughs> when I came out to my grandpa many years ago. Mm-hmm. His response was basically that he had been in a patron of the Chanhassen Dinner Theater for years, so he had known other homosexuals before. Oh,
1: <laughs> What a
0: dear thing for, yeah, a, for an older man to say.
1: Sweet. It was very sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I have a touch point, which is, I think, the importance of us being exposed to people not like ourselves. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, yeah. then later on, you can say, oh, those theater people seemed okay. Right. Yeah. You're going to be okay.
0: I've told Ross this story before, but I remember the first time I saw Real Life Atheists so It was a, a local paper, and I saw a group of smiling people in front of a sign that said something like, highway adopted by- such and such atheist group and i remember looking at them smiling and thinking like why don't you have more problems you don't believe in god why are these people happy and it like it really threw me for yeah. a loop just that picture I still yeah remember it's, it I mean, says it's something
2: so true i even remember before when we were on our way to the ek temple being like what are we getting into because this is oh, something right. you guys do all the time mm-hmm. but this was a newer thing for me i mean i've i've been involved in a lot of interfaith work over the years so you know working with people who have very different religious beliefs but this is a little bit more outside of the norm for mm-hmm. me, and I remember feeling walking away feeling like a lot of what I just heard was kind of strange, but the guide that we had was super nice. And totally. Yeah. I felt yeah. very, for me, it was a very
1: humanizing experience. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Excellent analysis. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I remember growing up in our family, we had next-door neighbors, the Lorillas, and they just weren't religious in any way, shape, or form, and they didn't make a big deal about it. But that was a, an issue for us. Like, mm. how do we explain them? Why are they such nice people without <laughs> major problems in their right, lives? yeah. Because we go twice a week to this place that mm-hmm. tells us that this is incredibly important. And that your
0: life will fall apart. Yeah.
1: Right, and leave. here's what it, life looks like without God. And then we had friends, the Matars, and they were Muslim, and we had to ask the same question. Well, they seem just as happy, and Mm -hmm. they have just as much purpose in life. Huh.
2: It's so funny because (laughs) my experience was like the opposite. I grew up non-religious. My family was not religious at all, and I had a very good friend growing up who was Jewish, and I remember looking at her and thinking wow, she's part of this, like, bigger story, you know, uh, she yeah. she can place herself in this, you know, larger story that she can trace back forever, and, you know, she has this community that she's a part of, and not that anything felt like it was lacking or missing in my childhood, but I just remember feeling like, "Huh, what is our story?" You know. What oh are yeah. We, what, and I've uh, heard
1: other people huh. tell stories like that where and they came home to their
2: parents and said, "What are we?" Totally. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that was part of what left me in some ways kind of vulnerable to becoming an evangelical when I yeah. was younger because it really gave me this big story. Oh wow. And yeah. I think oftentimes we discount the importance of that for people a feeling like they're part of something bigger and yeah. I think about that whenever I come to when I have an experience like we had at the Ek temple I'm like oh yeah I, it's easy for me now at this point in my life having been sort of non-religious for quite a while and feeling like my life has a lot of meaning and I have a good community of people it's easy for me to forget how powerful that can be for yeah. people mm. to give yeah. them mm-hmm. a sense of belonging not just in a community but in something this sort of larger story and especially if you have sort of experiences that you can't really make sense of, that you're yeah. trying to make sense of, and yeah. this gives you a frame of meaning for doing we so. We are
1: storytelling yeah. creatures. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how we see the world, and we want to fit within a story. Yeah. And it creates a real vacuum if we don't have that.
0: Who tells your story? Carrie, available for casting as King George
1: III. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, that's oh, yeah. Hamilton,
2: right? Yeah. In any legal production. I've never... I've ne- I'm a ha- Hamilton virgin. I've never listened. Yeah, the I don't first know. time
0: oh. Chris hears Hamilton will be because he is coming to see me play King George in a legal production. <laughs> hey, you're going to
2: love it. I'm one of those people who, I, yeah, I don't want to listen to something until I've like seen it. Yeah, I am the same way I with like like I, movies, I, too. I, I almost... If I can avoid yeah. a trailer, anything yeah, like that, yeah, I want to just kind of have... as. Yep. pure of an experience with something as I can.
1: Fair.
0: I try to aim for that too. Yeah.
1: I resisted listening to Hamilton for a year and then someone talked me out of it. They said, well when you do go see it, all of it is happening so quickly that, is th- true. that if you know the music in advance you're not busy analyzing the lyrics mm. and you can enjoy how it plays that out. might have been me. Oh, maybe.
0: Maybe because I remember. I this is usually my philosophy, but in Hamilton, I was like, "Oh shit, this happens so quickly, and like a lot comes at you." And, and
1: then I listened to it and just loved it, and I still haven't seen it.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it's so good. I don't know it's why so I good. just have this
2: resistance. I recently got in the car with someone who was playing a song from the Book of Mormon, which I still haven't seen and uh-huh. really want to see. In my mind, I was trying to be cool about uh-huh, it, but in my like, mind, I
0: was turn like, "Turn off. it off, turn, it, turn off. it off like a light switch." <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I was wrong. My notes say that the sanctuary seats eight hundred people, ah, okay. approximately. Okay. So, all right, not but as, big a as large thought. space. I forget if I
2: asked or not, but I'd be curious to know how f- full it is on a typical.
0: I would be too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know like when they have the twice a year seminars, a lot of people who come into town for those will also go out to the temple. But I, on a sort of regular basis, and. Curious. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't know anything about those seminars, but <laughs> I would guess that a few thousand people come to them and that a person might think, why isn't this at the temple until they see all those people and you say, this is why this isn't at the temple. I or- would
1: be inclined to think the same thing and expect that. And then if my expectations were upset and there were more people than I had planned... <laughs> then I would also have the same reaction you did, <laughs> Carrie. Yeah, so hypothetical, hypothetically, obviously. what Spoiler. else did I learn? Oh, they believe in reincarnation. I think we've spilled those yes. beans, but they call Past it lives. translation.
2: I think that was my favorite, like piece of theology that I got was mm-hmm. when we were in the gift shop or the bookstore. Oh, so we're
0: finally in the bookstore! Yeah. God, g- yeah. Tell, tell us about the bookstore.
2: Was when because I felt like by that point in the process, we had been on this tour for so long that I remember all throughout the tour there were a lot of moments of kind of hesitation like oh I don't know if I should share that or not from our guide. right, Totally understandable. We're
3: strangers strangers
2: and but I felt like by the end there was maybe a little bit more willingness to kind of open up about some things and one of the things that to me was was so interesting was this and I may be getting some of this wrong but this idea that the reason the world is kind of overpopulated right now is because more soul are trying to reincarnate or translate or whatever into the world right now because the conditions of life are better than they've ever been at any point oh, in human right. history.
0: Yeah, that's not and something you usually hear from like what there's a more
2: clever ideas. There's more modern medicine, there's all this stuff, and so more people want to be in the world. But and also at the same time there was this sense that we're getting closer to the end
0: right um and I remember this. that
2: there's going to be a lot of conflict and war or something uh, as Climate a, change. climate change yeah. all this stuff so it was that was the moment where i was like oh like please say more this yeah. is like getting into this almost kind of end times uh-huh. theology but also there were pieces of it that totally I was like, "Oh yeah, that that's coherent. Like that's super more smart. More people would and want to be in the world right, right. now, yeah." And I,
0: that that seems to be a lot closer to the reality than what we hear a lot of the time. If you were to be plunked into any time in history, you'd want to pick now. But we also are at a point in our evolution where we can cause our own demise. Sure, and yeah, so that that's pretty close to reality as science sees it.
1: One thing I love. When we encounter it in a religion, is when they found a really clever hook, like some way to reinterpret something. And we've seen a fair amount of that with Akin-Kar. and car, Especially
2: when it's an explanation that is maybe a new take on something that yeah. you haven't necessarily heard other iterations of before.
1: Exactly. Like they took a theme, but then they, yeah, just twisted it and reinterpreted it ever so slightly. Yeah. yeah. And appreciate that.
2: listeners of this podcast probably don't know this. My background is religious studies, both my undergrad and graduate degree are in religious studies. So I'm always really interested in the ways that people try to make sense of the things that... Don't make sense in life. And when I encounter a sort of new way of interpreting or explaining some kind of
1: phenomenon that that is kind of clever, I always really
2: appreciate that.
1: So, the, the anything else about the bookstore? I, I don't think there I was went. a lot.
0: There were a lot of books in the bookstore. She didn't Not take me books. to the
2: bookstore. There were a lot no. of uh, computer yeah. discs. Yeah, CD
0: ROMs, DVDs, CDs, bumper stickers, pictures of Sri Harold Klemp that were very expensive. Illustrations
2: <laughs> of all the leaders, the Mahantas. Yeah. yeah.
0: I bought a book, I think, there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And you that, did
2: buy something, yeah.
0: Yeah, I considered buying Animals Our Soul too <laughs> by Sri Harold Klump. Oh. But it turned out that it was just a string of stories. It was just like, so and so's cat died. Then later she thought she heard from the cat. And I was like, I don't know if I want to read 300 pages of this.
2: Yeah, and I think you had said in the beginning of the tour that you had had dreams about, oh, your, to your, About Toomey. And
0: yeah, Toomey comes to visit my dreams all the time. And I choose to interpret it that way, even though I know that's probably not. What it is. Yeah. But but like yeah. you
2: were saying about the book, I feel like a lot of the books were just collected yes. materials, like
0: talks yes. or whatever that
2: were just kind of pulled together.
0: Lots of talks and also lots of collected stories that people have submitted, mm-hmm. much like Christian Science collects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, their reading rooms. An- anecdotes, yeah.
1: They have so much literature in Eckankar. So much. They, yeah. We that see that works. with a lot of groups. Certainly, Christian Science, uh, Tony Alamo.
0: Oh yeah, they print
1: stuff nonstop and spread it everywhere. SRF, SRF produces a lot of materials.
0: Scientology, yes, maybe not as much as these ones we've listed. Right. At but
1: least their authors stopped writing. Yeah. yeah. Where was the bookstore located?
0: So if you start out on that right side of the horseshoe, the mm-hmm. it's on the exact other end, left mm-hmm. side of the horseshoe.
3: Oh, okay. We just kind of breeze like
2: that kid. Not a kitchen, kitchenette kind of thing over there. Coat room. Oh, by coat, the coat room. room. Yeah, by the yeah. coat room. Oh, very nice.
0: Yeah, we did get to see the coat room. I was like, "This is the <laughs> last room you got to show us," and she was like, "Yeah, this is the coat room. We put the coats in."
2: <laughs> and my, I had already put my coat in there.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, hey, hey, right.
1: hey! G- great <laughs>
2: advantage of the coat room.
1: Great way to end a tour. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was it for us. We walked out after sitting in the sanctuary for just a little bit to enjoy mm-hmm. the space. Then we went and walked the trails in the snow. Pretty fun. Aww, Braver lovely. than us. Yeah. We just got back in the car and started Googling.
0: And we were like, we need to know about Sri Darwin Gross, but we'll tell you more Yeah, we in left the next episode. We left
1: with a ton of questions, and we're going to learn a lot more about Eckenkar, so uh, hope you join us for the journey.
0: Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
1: Our editor is Victor Figueroa.
0: You can support this and all our future investigations at MaximumFund.org forward slash donate.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
0: And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O N R A C.
1: Or Twitter at O N O Podcast.
0: People who are listening to this, they might be Max Fun members who help sustain this show and keep it going.
1: Oh, those would be my favorite people.
0: Absolutely. And those people, if they give Max Fun $10 or more a month, they know who they are. They've been waiting for it. We've <sighs> got, got a pin sale, sale
1: coming. Yes, that's right. They will get an email from Max Fun. Uh, letting them know the special password to use at maxfunstore.myshopify.com.
0: That's H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash com.
1: And there they can buy a bunch of pins. So I know you were excited when you signed up as a $10 or more sustaining member. You thought, oh, I have to choose one. I want to get so many other pins. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? You, you, can. B- you can buy multiples of each pin if you want. And where are the proceeds from those purchases going to go, Carrie?
0: They're going to National Court Appointed Special Advocate Association.
1: National CASA's network of nearly 950 member programs across the country helps children and youth who have experienced abuse or neglect by pairing them with highly trained volunteers who advocate for their best interests in the court and foster care systems. Pretty great. That's fantastic.
0: I have a loved one in foster care.
1: Wonderful. I'm yeah, glad that the foster cares are there to help them.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So you can support that uh, by buying a bunch of pins. Win-win. Everybody wins. You win. They win.
0: We win. Us win. They all win.
1: For you to with. To with. For win have to have.
0: Ben In the realm of the us, to Wherewith come unto,
1: forthwith, into the upper the stars echelon of
0: the, of first the higher truth. realms. Wherefore, I shan't winning stop winning it. until... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of fun, I see why you do it.
0: Yeah, see? <laughs> All
1: right, so, anyways, uh, that's one way you can uh, help make the world a better place and have more pins. Also.
0: <laughs> Which are synonymous. Yep. Oh, also, another way you can be a good, 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 good person finally is <laughs> send in some socks. So, Max Fun is collecting some socks. And I know what you're thinking Max Fun needs socks. We don't need the socks. It's just that a lot of people do. I was on the homelessness council at the neighborhood council in Hollywood. Yeah. And socks are one of the number one things that people experiencing homelessness need and don't get. So, Max Fun's neighbors, Art Division, are hosting a sock drive, and we're gonna give them a whole big Max Fun donation. And if you feel like taking part, you can send new clean socks to SockDrive, Drive, Maximum Fun, 2404 Wilshire Boulevard, number nine A, Los Angeles, California, 90057.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. And hey, guess what? If you're wanting to see us in person, you're thinking, boy, I wish Ross and Carrie would come to my town. Well, you're in luck if you live in Nashville or if you live in certain parts of Texas because mm-hmm. we've got some more live shows coming up.
0: That's right. We
1: promised three and I think this will be like nine live
0: shows. Something like that. Live we, shows. we did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Check that one off <laughs> the list. We fulfilled it. All right. So we are coming to PodX. It's a convention in Nashville. that's from May 31st to June 2nd.
0: Very special guest at that one.
1: Oh, we're so excited to have Stephen Mason.
0: From Jars of Clay.
1: And also a noted hairstylist.
0: That's true. He's the handsomizer.
1: You can also find us coming up in Dallas at the Sons of Herman Hall on June 9th.
0: Yeah, that's right. Not to mention Austin.
1: That's right. We're heading straight to Austin after Dallas and we'll be there the following night, June 10th. So you can sign up for both of those. Uh, We've got links up on Facebook or at horse.
0: But we would be remiss if we didn't mention. Also, if you live in Los Angeles like we do. We have a show coming up on May 21st at the bootleg.
1: Oh, you're going you're to gonna want to see this you're gonna one.
0: You're going to want to go. I'm still figuring out the one thing, but yeah, it's going to be good.
1: Carrie is pretty much using all her money from that show. <laughs> that's right. To do this one very... That
0: ridiculous thing. But
1: memorable thing. Yeah, so... You'll want to be there. Please come. May 21st. That's at the bootleg theater. Links also at horse. Holla. And remember...
3: The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast that destigmatizes the very idea of having a Star Trek podcast.
1: <laughs> We're Ben and Adam, the hosts of The Greatest Generation, and the technology we've developed is that nobody knows what you're playing in your earbuds.
3: You know, with legalization, it's easier than ever to find out what's in your buds. <laughs> but we suggest that you legally find The Greatest Generation wherever you download your podcasts
1: we'll send it to you in a discreet unmarked package <laughs> and nobody has to know but us
3: that's the greatest generation the star trek podcast that you didn't know you needed yet makes you feel like you belong
0: Maximumfund.org.
3: comedy and culture artist-owned audience-supported